Welcome back to another edition of There Will Be Dungeons. It's the weekend of Saturday, April 23rd, 2022, with Scott, Bo, John, Kyle, and Kristen. Maybe Chunks. I don't know. Is he sleeping? Where's, where's Chunks this morning, Kristen? He's uh, watching some YouTube channels, Hot Even- Wheels, <laughs> Monster Trucks. So shout out to those who like to crush it out there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When I was, was a kid, that was, that was boy television when I was a kid, and it was great. I wish I, wish I had YouTube when I was a kid. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. You'd learn how to build a... I'd be watching Transformers all day. Instead, we didn't have cable, and I had to rent the same episode over and yeah. over again on VHS. <laughs> but you also could have uploaded as a kid. Do you really want that? No. There's some VHSs around the house of my home stop motions I made that... Uh, yeah. You know what? See, I, I, right now, I demand to see those. Those need to be seen. I would like to see those, I used Kyle. to do depressing things. Like, my parents would argue, and I had a tape recorder, and I'd record their arguments. i give anything oh to find those, by the way, but... Oh, you um, should find I probably them. would have uploaded them to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> just like sneak in the corner with the microphone and be streaming on Twitch. You're like, awesome. I hate you. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's your boy. Parents are fighting again. <laughs> the dishes. That's right. I'm surprised that hasn't been a thing yet, actually. You know? Probably some somewhere. You know? I used to record my parents with the tape recorder. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's I, sad, but it is hilarious. I recorded a lot of farts, so uh, those, you know, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants those on YouTube, although there's plenty of those as well. Anyway, welcome back change. to TWBD, everybody. We're glad you're here. Uh, if you want to get a brief glimpse of what happened last time we're here, let's throw it to Kristen and we'll catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, Vorel, the master of mischief and mayhem, boarded the belly of the brutish battalion's beast while Hope, Stanley, and Nash kept the principal peering at their pesterings. Inside, the lizard loaded onto a cannon and vaulted volley after volley at the metal man. Knowing his time was ticking, the principal grabbed at his goals. He hewed the hand from Hope, then revealed to Nash that he was his father. Finally, decently dented but not destroyed, he teleported away. Some survived, including Dr. Spider and Sterius Business, now named Sterius Blood Squirts on account of hewn heads sewn to his shoulders. The two were let go at Blast Belly Rock, and Stanley's ship finally set sail for Mars, with everyone eager to forge forth toward the final fight. Now rejoin our heroes as they count down to completion. How long will it take to make the machine? Will they be able to purge the principal once and for all? And can they survive the upcoming parade of pustuled persons? Stay tuned for the continuing conundrums and perilous pursuits of space. All right. It's on you, Bo, to make this work. All right. So... We raise up on our scene today from black into a lush green field. Towards the back, there's a tree line with trees of pine and maple blowing in the wind. We see a bandaged man in slacks and a t-shirt. It's Nash Maggard. Nash, before you are several logs of wood and an axe buried into one of the logs. There's a chopping block next to these logs of wood. And you somehow have this knowledge that you needed to chop this wood. Okay. Irresistible, I guess, yeah? Just gotta chop it. Uh, you're in control of your character, but you feel that there's 
You know that you have to chop this wood to keep the house warm, probably. Alright, I'll chop wood. Alright, uh, let's make a survival roll, please. Okay. Survival, wow. I don't like the sound of that from chopping wood. Or you can make a strength athletics check. Depend. I would accept either. I'll do survival. I got better numbers. Uh, except when it's a natty one and a seven total. Okay, so you go to <laughs> you go to raise up the axe, and your form is bad. You you use both hands, and you clutch it at the end, and you raise the axe up. And we look up at you, seeing the axe raised, and the metal of the axe flies <laughs> through the air as you whip it back, and it flies backwards. And you hear the sound of breaking glass. Great. Um, I would try it again, is what I would do. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to need a quick second here. All right. No worries. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Perfect. Can you hear us? So you turn around and look to see... Uh, well, you don't turn around and look. Actually, you pick up your, your axe again, but there's no more axe uh, metal on it. The axe part is gone. You can't really do it again unless you're going to thwack it with the, the wood. The metal's gone? Yeah, so you lifted up the axe. Yeah, yeah. And the, the head of the axe flew off right, the handle. Right, broke a window. And smashed some glass somewhere. So I have no other tools in this. I mean, it is a dream state, right? So can I conjure another axe? (laughs) I can't. can't, uh, Make an insight check, please. Okay. All right. Because it feels very dreamy is all I'm saying. Uh, That'd be an 11. No, seems pretty normal. You're just out here with your axe. Um, as, As you look around for the axe in puzzlement, you hear a voice yell from behind you. Nash, what are you doing? Ah! I'd say. Um, I'd whip around and see what I could see, knowing the, who that voice is or who I think it is, and I would look to see if I could see the principal standing there. All right. Yeah, you turn around and you see a, a chalet, a little cottage out in the woods next to a river stream. And you see the head of the principal poking out of the door, yelling at you. Nash, get in here right away. It's time to get to work. What have I told you about chopping firewood um, without doing proper form? You're an embarrassment to this family. Get in here. All right. This is a really good fail state uh, for axe for axe chopping. Um, all right, I'll go. Principal I'll, disappears. Uh, the chrome man disappears inside the building. Okay, I'll I'll go over there, but I'll do so cautiously. Not stealthily or anything, but I'll just be careful and keep my eyes out uh, for do, whatever. Do you want to do any scouting checks before you move into the building? Um, or you, let's you know, see. Could I do um, an arcana check just to check about, see, see what kind of magic's going on here? Uh, yeah, you can. All right. Oh, natural 20 for a 28. Ooh. All right. Um, really, the entire universe is magic. Uh, you sort of have this third eye uh, intuition about just looking at the trees and thinking, just isn't life magic? Wow. <laughs> you realize there's magic all around you. Do I? And then a voice uh, breaks out and says, Nash, get in here. Okay. 
Um, I would like to cast. Uh, what do I still? Yeah, I still have it. I would like to cast Mage Hand and go away, way ahead of me and open the door so I can kind of see what's in there before I get up there. Yeah. All right. So you cast Mage Hand, and uh, the hand isn't invisible, right? You can see the hand. Yeah, I can see it's a little the, blue. You fainty. send the hand out towards the door. Now the door is ajar. It was left ajar okay. by the principal, uh, but you sort of push it in a little more. But there's just kind of this blackness in the cottage. Can't see within. Oh, my dog's trapped in here. I just heard her whine. Um, okay. You scared? Ha- uh, is the mage hand put off any kind of light? Probably not. No, but it's translucent. You can see it. However, if it's in darkness, you won't see it. I don't believe it glows in the dark. Okay. Unless you cast a light spell upon it. Can I, that's what I was going to ask. Is can, I, can I cast that on mage hand? As an object, uh, given its ethereal nature, <laughs> funny that this hasn't ever come up before. Um, I agree. Let me see here. Spells do you have? Cantrips. I can target like, an object held or worn yeah. by a hostile creature. Okay, so I could have it pick up something that I could cast it on and carry it in there if I wanted. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's not really clear on if a hand is a creature or an object or a spell effect. It doesn't really say, so I'm going to rule, yeah, you can put light on your hand. Okay, I then will cast uh, light on the hand to try to lighten up that yeah. void in there and see what I can see. Yeah. And neither, I think, requires concentration, so this no. is possible. Yeah. From that perspective. Yeah. I'm sure someone will let me know. If I, I have to touch mistake. it, so... We could retro that and say I touched the hand on the way out. If you yeah, yeah, the mage yeah. hand can come back and you can adorn it with light. And as you, uh, so then it begins to glow with shining light and you send it forward to the cottage and um, the mage hand disappears into the blackness of the doorway. Not illuminating anything, just disappears? Doesn't seem to illuminate anything. The mage hand is still present in there. You don't feel its essence uh, disappearing. Uh, I would like to try to persuade the entity to come outside and will yell, Meet me outside! All right. And the principal's head then appears from the doorway and, and, and begins berating you. Nah, she knows time to get to work. Quit playing around. I tried to roll a persuasion. You need to get in here and help serve our customers. Let's go. I tried to, I tried to roll a persuasion check and got a natural one again, so good times. Um, all right. And the principal again then disappears behind the door. You know what? Screw it. I'm going in. Let's just go in. I'll go in. All right. You set aside your trepidation and move through the door of the cottage. And as you move through the door of the cottage, you find yourself dressed in a in an apron suddenly. And you have uh, white slacks on and a white shirt. And you're wearing some kind of hat. And you see a counter before you. And... Um, quick scope is that you appear to be in a burger joint and you are uh, in the front cache and you hear the sounds of food frying in the back and I recognize this as for what I would have I would recognize something like that for the record I would know I would know what an old burger joint looks like from the books yeah Yeah. you're you're immediately in a burger joint and then you hear um, uh, you hear a voice from coming from in front of you but you can't see where it says Hello? 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 Who is it? Hello? And then two little uh, sets of fingers uh, 
sort of grab the side of the counter, and, and you see some some eyes pop up. And it says, hello, down here. Down here. I'd, I'd lean over and look down. And as you look down, you see the unmistakable, long, lovely hair of Softhead. A small little halfling peering over the side of the counter. Hello. And then, wait, seeking acknowledgement from you. Um, and you hear from the you hear from the back. Smash! Don't make the customers wait. They need help. <laughs> Serve that customer, please. <laughs> oh, I hate my job already, and I barely started. Um, okay, can I know that Softhead? But what happened? Give me a quick history on Softhead. I don't remember the the end uh, game. So Softhead was with you from the very first episode. Gave you the invitation uh-huh. to go meet with the Hillmaster and become the Hill Guard, and that's how you all met. Uh, later, he chose to work with the principal after the sacking of Dust Hill. Okay. Uh, he then was sent as an emissary from, by the principal to Hope during her time as ruler of Tietkala. And uh, Hope <laughs> cut out his tongue in vengeance. <laughs> uh, he was then last seen as a blood bag for Monsoon Cabbage. Um, he believed he was going to become a vampire if just he was a good enough blood bag for long enough. And and that's sort of where we last left my soft head. <laughs> All right. Well, knowing I would have known some of this and I would, I'd say, I thought you had your tongue kind of cut out. How are you speaking? I'm not here for any of that, Nash. I'm here to give you this. And then he produces from his, um, you know, his, his pants, a letter and he sort of holds it out. On his tippy toes, reaching up to give it to you. I'll take it and unfold it. All right. All right, you take out the letter and unfold it, and you see in wonderful calligraphy, it says, it's an invitation to the Hillmaster's dinner in celebration of your defense of Dust Hill. (laughs) I hope to see you there, Nash. And then uh, Softhead walks out and into the men's room. Okay. Oh, there's a men's room. And then as he walks out, uh, a large lizard folks walks in. Uh, it's Varel. He walks in, but he's wearing jeans and dockers and a hoodie, and he has glasses <laughs> over his head, and he looks hungover. Okay. I think I know what And Varel, you enter into the scene. You've received your invitation to the Hillmaster's dinner, and uh, the invitation has asked you to meet at Varel's Sandburgers. That's the burger joint you walk into. So this is real, real Varel. Do I know that, or do I still wonder if this is all big? It's Varel. Varel's walked in. He's wearing jeans. He's wearing a hoodie, and he's got a t-shirt on. He's wearing sunglasses. He would never he do that, like though. Kind of hung- he would never do that. He would wear. That's why I would, <laughs> Nash would never believe it because you would be the naked lizard you are at all times, unless there was some really, really good reason why you had to dress up in something. Nash, quit monologuing to yourself and serve the customers. <laughs> Here from the back. All right, I'll kind of just go, Varel. I guess, I guess you're the customer. I need. I don't know what's happening. What do you? What do you need? What do you want? What are you doing here? Um, coffee first, and I'll walk over to the my usual spot and put my head on the table with a loud thunk. Nash will be very confused by all of this. And he's Sounds certain like he now that this is Nash. not the real... This isn't the real... Varel, there's no way. Roll an insight check. 
a three. Prove it, you can't. It's the real Varel. <laughs> Prove it, you can't. <laughs> All right. Well, then there's no customers to serve, so I'll just stand there like an idiot. Well, you were requested. Coffee was requested. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I was thinking self-serve for some reason. All right. I'm uh, coming right up, I'll say, and I'll act like I know what I'm doing. Look for what looks like a coffee right. make, pot. Make a food preparation roll, please, Nash. What's, a, what's that under? Hold on. Uh, just roll a dice and add your, uh, let's see. What's a good food one? Let's add your intellect. Let's intellect? see how, if you can put a coffee together or not. My super high intellect. All right. Here <clears throat> we go. Uh, man, seven, eight, nine. I got a nine. Okay. You do a reasonable job at putting a coffee together. You put a little too much sand squid milk in. Uh, I think you put sugar in, which I don't think Varel takes. So the order's wrong. Um, and you now have a coffee for Varel. Do you want to bring it to him? Yeah, I'll take it. If I can get around the counter there, I'll take it over to his table and set it down. All right. So, yeah, Nash approaches you and delivers your coffee. All right, I warm my hands on it, adjust my glasses, put on my hoodie, give it a little string pull around my snot, and raise it up. And <laughs> oh, uh, I'll I'll just help myself, Nash, as per usual. I'll walk behind the counter and start working the machine. Okay, all right. This happens, and as you walk behind the counter, uh, Hope uh, walks in through the door. A stern and strict-looking tiefling in full military dress, full replete with shoulder pads, full like colors displayed, uh, scars all over her face, a, a hat like one of those hats, uh, like an admiral's hat, and walks in. And uh, I hope you, you you know, in spite of hating the uh, the disarray of this place, Pharrell Sandburgers is also a bastion of your country's uh, freedom and liberty. And thus, uh, you make it a point to visit every now and then. And uh, you, you walk in. Uh, she'll take out a white glove out of a pair of white gloves hanging off of her belt, put it on very slowly watching Nash, put a finger and wipe it slowly across the countertop, look at it, look at Nash in disgust as she rubs her index and thumb together, take the glove off, tell Nash the usual and then she'll go sit down in her usual spot, straight back, unwavering, little disgusted with how dirty this establishment is. Table talk. Nash is or uh, Scott is is uh, pretty sure that everyone has spoken to Bo outside of his purview this week. No. <laughs> nope, they're just really good at what they do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, uh, um, I'll start to realize that I just have to play along and I'll go, Hope, uh, you, you want anything? Are you hungry? The usual, Nash. Um, if I was to well, pretend I don't know what the usual is, just tell me what that is. <laughs> pretend. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last time, Nash. I won't be telling you again. Oh shit! Do I have any idea what she wants? Uh, let's make sure. Well, we can solve this with rules. Let's make an investigation check as you investigate the corners of your brain. <laughs> Great! Please be a good roll. Oh my lord! Seven. 
It keeps tipping over <laughs> from good numbers. <laughs> you think there's a burger involved. <laughs> there's a burger involved? The, no, the notion that there's a burger involved in the usual um, surfaces, but you don't know how accurate that is. Okay, so... Rel, meanwhile, has made his coffee uh, to his liking. What's the main burger here? Do I know what that is, at least? <clears throat> yeah, it's the sand burger. Okay, so I'll do this. I'll make her a sand burger, and I will assume... Since she's like a little demon lady, she likes well done burgers. So I will cook it well done. Um, and then I'll say, remind me, what do you like on top of this? Hoping she'll let a little something out. She just sits there quiet, waiting. <laughs> Shit. Time is of the essence. She's a little impatient now. All right. Uh, if I have mustard, I'll squirt a little of that on there. I'll make what Nash would eat. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll make what Nash would eat. A little, and then uh, a little bit of maybe a little ketchup. Although I don't love ketchup. If we have pickles, I'll put those on there. Whatever's available to me, without going too crazy, your standard ass burger. I'll, I'll put that together. Bun on top, plate. I'll look around to see if we have like fries or side dish type things because I don't know. I Do just not got know here. what's on hamburgers. Well, no, I know it's. Yeah, hamburgers. You're like, I'll put mustard, ketchup, and, you know, whatever's available for a standard hamburger. I'm like, it's like lettuce, tomato. <laughs> yeah, but does the Sandburger place have freaking lettuce and fresh lettuce and tomato? Or I yeah, guess in the dream, fresh it lettuce, does. tomato, cheese, onions, pickles, you name it. Like you sort of look around, you're astounded by how many condiments there are available. All right, and that with that knowing that, I'll yes, I'll load it up. She'll get like there's also full. there's also a tub of sand as well. Oh, I'm not putting that on there. Not for her. I'd do it for Varel, but I don't no. think she likes that. So, okay. So, I'll, I'll do that, thinking I've got what she wants, and I'll take it out to her. And I'll say, I'm a clink. Do you want anything to drink, or is this good? Hope will sigh, looking <laughs> at this excuse for a usual. <laughs> Not even looking at Nash, she'll go, we'll talk later. <laughs> And she will very angrily start eating the burger while her tail twitches like a cat's would. All right. And, and as, as, as this scene plays out, the door opens again and walks Stanley. Now, Stanley is uh, wearing a diaper and he's got uh, a striped shirt on and he's got a cap with a propeller spinning on the top of it. And he's still got his mustache and his thing, but he's dressed up like a little little boy, little baby boy. <laughs> Shit. Stanley walks in, and Stanley, you're here because uh, it's your favorite place to eat. Your, your parents always give you a hard time, so you've come out on your own to... Uh, you've stolen their money, and you've come out to eat on your own. Uh, Stanley is going to um, do the little waddle-type walk that babies do over to uh, a booth and jump up on the booth and slam his hands down and go... Burger! <laughs> He's got that TikTok there, the um, Discord thing on the catch you, you cut out, so you went burger, burger, <laughs> but really that burger. There, yeah, there, there you go. That came through. All right, I'll take that as a hint. Be very confused about the way he's dressed. Uh, make a burger in the same way I made it for Hope. No sand. Uh, take it out there, put it down, and I'll go quietly. I'll go. What's going on? What are we doing? 
the second the burger hits, Stanley looks down, kind of flips through the burger with his hands, and then goes <laughs> and pushes the plate and the burger onto the floor. I will. Uh, I'll look down at it on the floor yeah. and just sort of be, you know, nonplussed about it. And I'll say. Yeah, well, so with this loud noise, the principal actually appears from behind in the kitchen, and he goes, "Bash, what's this loud noise in here?" There's some. There's a customer out here who I think I know who's being a kind of a dick about his burger. All right, the principal, he walks out. He's wearing an apron, too, and he's got, like, a white, you know, the white hats that the burger place, like, the good burger guys have. And he, he comes out, and he, he walks up to, to Stanley, and he says, I'm very sorry, sir. Um, we'll make that again for you free of charge. Uh, what can my son make for you? He called me a dirty word. <laughs> he didn't. I hate he, baby Stanley. I hate him so he much. He said D-I-C-K. <laughs> Ned Maggard of the Solar Mines, I am disappointed in you. <laughs> you make this lovely young boy a new burger to his liking, or else there will be consequences. All right. I'll go. All right, fine. Kid Stanley, how do you prefer it made? What do you want in it? I want... Um, I want some lettuce and tomatoes and jelly beans and mustard. (laughs) Yeah, and I assume you want the the meat and the and the bun with it. Why do you smell like a butthole? <laughs> I'll just sort of blankly stare at him and turn and turn around and go get ready to make his burger. And I will see All if right. we've got... Do we have jelly beans? Uh, surprisingly enough, you look through the cupboards and you find a whole pile of jelly beans. All right. I will... Smarties and M&Ms and chocolate confectionery, veiny sticker, Snickers bars and Kit Kats. <laughs> Oh, that Snicker story pervades everything I do, I swear. Um, all right, let's do... Let's. I'll make it. I'll make it to his specifications best I can. Okay, make a, let's make a burger roll, please. Okay, here Inti- we go. Add your intelligence. 20 and 3, here we go. Okay, that's better. Uh, 20, nat- not natural. Okay, so you... Six- motivated by uh, your father slash boss and Stanley's uh, insults, you managed to make a burger that you think is fit for a little child king. Okay. And you bring it out to Stanley and place it before him. I'll go, here you go, little guy. Eat up. Stanley takes it and he just mushes his fingers deep into the patty and the bun and just <laughs> holds it up to his mouth and just... Ah. <laughs> And just sits there staring at Nash like that. Uh, I will assume he wants privacy and I'll turn around and go the other way. Not look at him anymore. Okay. And with that, um, you were all you, you all have been summoned to Varel Sandburgers because you received an invitation from Softhead. 
and decided to show up. That's partially why, why, why everyone is here. So it's to no one's surprise when Softhead emerges from the bathroom and says, Hello, everyone. The Hillmaster is ready. Would you like to come and uh, join us for the celebrationary feast? And then he walks to the bathroom door and he holds it open. Hope will stand up very rigid and take off toward the bathroom. Okay. I mean, I'll... This, I'll say, does this include me? I'm the only one working here. Softhead looks to you. You received an invitation, didn't you? Are you okay? Uh, not really. This is all very confusing. But okay, and I'll take off my apron and hat, put it on the table, and come around. All right, and as you as you leave through the door, you hear. Nash, where you go? Did the little guys tell us to go up. with him? We have to go. I, I'll I'll be back, and I'm not calling you dad. All right, and with that, you walk through the door. You hear no response. Uh, Varel and Stanley, do you stay in Varel Stanburgers or do you continue on? Stanley's going to take a, a fistful of the burger, just tear it off, stick it down the front of the diaper for later, wipe his hands on the shirt, and uh, follow where everybody else is going. I will follow, but as I pass Hope's discarded burger, I'll take it and start eating it. <laughs> 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 Perfect. All right, and as you all walk through the door, um, in a, in sort of this time bendy fashion, everyone syncs up in time time, and then whoosh, we're back in the Hillmaster's tent in Dust Hill, and you have just walked in, and you see before you an old wooden table and makeshift chairs, totems of all kinds hanging along the sides of the tent. And on one side of the tent, you see a, a bed for sleeping. And on the other side, just piles of junk. But in the center tent area is this wooden table. And there is a man balding in robes with hundreds of totems and necklaces from him tattooed everywhere. And you recognize this man, the Hillmaster. And he says, hello, welcome Hillguard back to where it all began. Please take a seat. And Hope Varel uh, and Stanley, your address has changed back to something more resembling your normal selves uh, at this point. Unless you wish to keep it, but you are looking that way. Uh, Nash, you are here as well. And he says, please, please have a seat. Our guest of honor is bringing us a feast today. And when he arrives, we will begin eating. But before then, I thought we could all talk and reminisce about the past. Am I wearing? Sit, am, I, am I still wearing the diner clothes and stuff, or can I change back to? Uh, you can change back to if you okay, like. I'll do that. Very good. Won't you sit, Stanley? Before Stanley sits, he takes a kind of discreet look down his pants to see if there's any burger stuff down there. <laughs> there's still burger stuff down there. Just the burger kinda. stuff you were born with. Awkwardly sits down at the table. Um, yeah, you can keep any props you want from that last little bit if you think it's funny. Um, yeah. So does everyone take a seat at the table? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All no right. particular Thank place. You. Just sit. Thank you. Come sit down. I'm so happy to have you here, friends. It has been so long since we've spoken. 
I just want to say that I am so very proud of you and very proud of me for the part I played in bringing us all together many, many years ago. You have come a long way. Hope. Do you remember when you used to play with Jimster in the garage and make the cars for us? Yeah, of course I do. Did you think that years from now you would be the queen of a kingdom and a great warrior? I can't say I ever saw that in my future. And if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? Hope kind of pauses. And then she looks around at her friends and she slowly nods as she turns back to the hillmaster. Yeah. Yeah, I would. His face smiles with delight. And he says, Stanley, what about you? If you had to do all of this over again and meet us here and become the Hillguard, would you do it again? Or do you regret the life that you have lived? Can't say I would make every decision exactly the same as he's fishing Burger out of his pants, trying to be subtle about it, but still attempting to get it out of there. But more or less, I'm pleased with how far we've come. Hmm. And Pharrell, I did not think you would last very long with a group of soft skins. You are a creature of the desert, after all. You have your own way of thinking. I understand this. Have you come to regret your time with us? I was only here for the feast. (laughs) Ah, there is great philosophy in what you're saying. I understand. And finally, you, Nash. I mean, I'm not even sure what the hell's going on. And while I'm talking, I'm actually looking down my shirt to see if that mouth is still there. The new- uh, you look in your shirt and you see a smiling set of lips look back at you. Smiling? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, but I have to admit, I'm I'm starting to wonder what the hell this is about. This feels like a dream or some kind of trick. So, oh, it is not a trick, but it is a dream. I assure you. And uh, so, it is safe here, but also not safe because anything can happen. I have come here to celebrate our time together with you. It has been so long, and I thought it was time for us to reminisce. Tell me, Nash, do you regret coming to our village that day and helping with the hill guard? Um, and as he, as he asks you that, Softhead jumps up on his lap and he begins petting Softheads. We're back. Hair. Oh man, we're back. Mm, I'd say um, no. Uh, had I not done that, it wouldn't have led to me meeting my uh, wife and my. And I wouldn't have had my kids. So, oh, you got married and you have kids out of all of the people here. You, the last person I would have thought had kids. I would have thought you died in a ditch somewhere from your rotten diseases. Uh, That's very nice of you to say, but no, I, I, I had some pretty good days there, but there are things I regret along the way, but not, not that one. I regret falling asleep tonight because I wouldn't have to be sitting here listening to whatever this is making me nervous. 
There's nothing to be nervous about. And so we are here together because I see before me not just Hilgard, but what I see here is a family. We have all become a family. The five of us. We are all connected in this way. Now, no one has asked me what I regret the most, but I tell you, I regret being so duplicitous. I think it resulted in my death. But <laughs> these are the lessons one must learn in life or face great peril. Still, it warms my heart to see that you have come from Hilgard to Heroes of the Waste, all in defending our small ham- hamlet of Dust Hill. Now that you have time to see one another and to share your minds free from the burdens of this world in this safe space, is there anything you would like to say to each other? I'm confused as to why you think you're part of this. Well, if it were not for me, the four of you would never have met. I am the catalyst for what you have become, like a match struck to wood. That's fine, but how are you here? That doesn't make any sense. I have come here to the spirit world. I have sought you out to find out how, what it is you are doing and how your stories have, um, how your story has rolled, um, has been told. What are the tales of the heroes of the wastes? I mean, before I have you hear ours, I, I oh. want to hear yours. This this has bugged me literally since day one. Who killed you? It was Dharma that killed me. We got into an altercation, and I fell down the hole. So you're still dead. The previous Hillguard caught wind of my betrayal of them. And they sought to dethrone me from my power. And there was a bit of a argument, let's say, in the engine room in Dust Hill. I forget the particulars of how exactly it played out, but they ended me. I tried to escape, and I fell down the pit. Does that help you, Stanley? No, not really. <laughs> well, um, is there anything you would like to say to each other now that you're together? Perhaps I'll start, and I will say, I am very glad I got to know you guys. Even though you failed in defending me, my soul is at peace knowing that you are out there protecting the weak with well, your we, strength. We st it's hard to know what to say about each other because we're around each other all the time. So before this weird dream construct you got going here, we were all hanging out like usual, doing but stuff that, and, you know, getting work done. But that is exactly why it is important. It is those we take for granted that we forget to say the most obvious things. And the spirit... Ripples, tell me. Things in your lives may come to a resolution soon. 
You may not get a chance again. A chance again, excuse me. <laughs> well, this silence certainly is long. I did not expect <laughs> for you to lack such communication with one another, especially, blah, 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 especially you, Stanley. I don't know. I, why are we here? Why are you a part of this? You brought me here. I did no such thing. I haven't thought about you in a long time. What? What's not you? I, I meant you. It was him. He, he raises his hand to Nash. Of course this call. was Nash. <laughs> I should have known that this was going to somehow be your fault. Hold on a second. I didn't ask for any of this. I'm in here in the same way you are. I don't even know what's going on. You guys are ordering burgers, and I'm getting the orders wrong, and uh, Darth Vader over there yelling at me the whole time. I don't know. Honestly, I've- I should have known the second I turned up as a baby that this was <laughs> Nash was responsible for all of this. But I did... <sighs> I'm just licking my fingers in the corner. <laughs> Is none of this real? No. It's a dream, I think, Varel. Oh. Then I wish to leave and fight something glorious. Well, I have a feeling we leave. We don't have the control over that. You may leave when Nash releases you. Hold on a second. I, what, I'm not. What do you mean? Imagine me doing something better than this. <laughs> <laughs> but how how am I doing this? I'll ask him, Softhead. How how am I controlling this? I don't even know about it. Your soul cries out in pain. And through that pain I heard your call in the spirit realm. And I thought, as Hillmaster, it is my job to lead my people, to protect them, to keep the family unit together. And I thought I shall bring these friends and family together. Wait. And I did this at your behest. Nash, Nash, if we're in your head, can you take us to the solar mines? Uh. We need a map or something. If you can get us anywhere, you could take us. We could see it. Yeah, stop dreaming about this loser and dream about (laughs) something useful to us. (laughs) All right, hold on a second. And I'll go, uh, just like really focus and like concentrate on... Make an arcana check, please. All right. Uh, 15. All right, so you grunt really loudly, and um, you fart out a giant pile of bubbles, uh, cute bubbles that sort of rise up, and they also come out of your ear as you go, just this large uh, cloud of bubbles uh, rise up uh, around you. Okay, great. It is the dream world, everyone. It does not work this way. It is not just some place that you can will um, what you want to do. You may have read that in books. Uh, this thing called um, lucid dreaming. This is not that. This is the dreamatoromix. It is a large in space where people can connect over vast distances. I have brought you together in this realm. And then outside you hear, Knock, knock. <laughs> oh, oh it is it is our guest of honor please come in and then in uh, the head of the principal uh, pokes in and says I, I hope I'm not too late and then he, he steps in and he has he brings in with him a large chrome plate of food 
and they're sandburgers from the Borel sandburgers, and he begins serving everyone food. And then the hillmaster goes, "Oh, my favorite, the sandburgers. I love these so much. I miss the sandburgers so much of the desert. Thank you, Principal." Of course, hillmaster. And then after serving everyone, uh, a chair suddenly appears. It wasn't there before, but now it's there. A tiny little chair, and the principal takes his seat next to you, Nash, at the other head of the table uh, there. Okay. And um, he begins looking, he says, So, um, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, oh, we were just telling one another uh, about uh, their regrets uh, in the choices they made since uh, coming to Dust Hill. And the principal looks somber. And I was just trying to get them to say nice things about one another. To tell them that perhaps they love one another or something that they appreciate about one another. But I think they're a bit tongue-tied. Oh no, I'm happy to share it. Hey Nash, I really appreciate that you have pulled us all into your daddy drama. Thanks for this. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. I don't know who did this. It wasn't me. And I'll look at, I'll look at the, if this is really actually the principal, I'll look straight at him and go, you, you did this. Nash, I have been long waiting for the day that you will start taking responsibilities for the things you do. You brought us here. But not consciously. I don't have any recollection of doing this. I'm, I'm just as flummoxed as everybody else. Your mind is fragile, Ash. <laughs> you need to believe it was indeed you. Participate. What can it hurt to say a nice thing or two about your loved ones? They're great. These guys are all great. That's I would have left a long time ago. Even Stanley's fine. You know, like they're they're good. You guys are good. Look here. Let me start, Nash. My son. The thing I like most about you <laughs> is your curious nature. The world always has an adventure around the corner for you, and I miss those days when I felt that way about the world. Now, the responsibility to save the universe is upon my shoulder. And I've lost something along the way. But when I see you put a vegetable peeling in your mouth, <laughs> even though I get mad, I'm also feeling full with joy at seeing your earnest journey through this universe. I love you, Nash. Jeez. All right. Well, see, that was not so bad. Thank you very much, Principal. The good example. Great way to get started. But he's like the dark lord like of everything. Yeah. He's the dark lord. He's not the. He's not the uh, friendly. I don't even know if he's really my dad. This could all just be bullshit. And if Stanley and and Varel or whoever's right about me being in my own dream here. I don't even I don't even believe it and I'm in the, and I made it. It's all horse shit. 
Nash is, or, uh, uh, Nash is not happy about this. He thinks this is all. Nash, you need to calm down. You know what happens when you get them this way. And the principal looks to everyone else sort of nervously. Nash, you continue to get worked up. Uh, your skin becomes warty and red. Okay. You start filling with hives. Great. Um, would anyone like to try and calm the situation by saying something nice? I mean, I think I'm grateful because for a moment there, I thought the next shocking reveal was that I was going to end up being the principal, but considering how he feels about Nash, but I definitely don't feel any admiration when he lights up a vegetable peel and puts it in his mouth. So uh, I feel safe oh, to say oh. that that one doesn't isn't going to be happening. Panic begins spreading across the Hillmaster's face as this is the opposite of what he intended. And, then, and the principal looks at you and says... Yes, he is quite juvenile at times. I wish he would learn to grow up. But you, uh, I don't have any memory of you doing this. You're just the bad guy we're all fighting and have been forever and trying to get to. There's no, all this dad stuff just came up yesterday. You weren't there. You weren't watching me. You weren't throwing a ball back and forth or any of that. None of the dad stuff happened. You just showed up. I thought... You would come to terms on your own if I gave you some space, Nash. I, I don't... Has it but, even been a day? I well, wouldn't call that space. Well, okay. But that's a good point, but it feels like it. And I, the whole time we did all our adventuring, I never once did he swoop in and go, Hey, I'm your dad. Right? Yes, that was the space I'm talking about. It didn't acknowledge you. I let you make friends. Do what you needed to do. I tried to help you on occasion. <laughs> but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Who, things who, are changing now, Nash. Who's and my, I need you home. Who's my mother? Safe. Who's my mother? Oh, and then you look over to... Everyone's attention is drawn to the Hillmaster. She says, Not much is known about who your mother is, but I, you gave me this tape to play. And she, she he takes out a VHS tape. Uh, it's the VHS covering says Twilight on it, <laughs> and then he says, uh, "Softhead, go get the VCR." Oh and then Softhead Lord. leaves the room and sort of pushes in it like a school version of a VCR and a TV on top. Yeah. And then um, you put the tape in, and the beginning of Twilight begins playing on the TV. <laughs> and then, as if it was recorded over, some home footage um, begins playing, and you see there's a little boy free from bandages with a moppy head of hair and he's playing with rotten vegetables and fruit. He's smashing an orange into a banana and then the apple comes and attacks and they've got little faces cut carved out in them. They're smashing them together. And then he takes one of the oranges and he puts his hand in the orange and he just crushes it. Just crushes it into a lot of pieces. And then you hear off screen, Nash, what are you doing? Don't do that. And then a, a pair of legs step into the home video, and you and then it slaps Nash across the face, and the boy or not the Nash, sorry, the boy, well, whatever, spoiled, um, across the face, and then grabs you by this, grabs the Nash baby by the, the scruff, drags him across the desert, um, and it's from home video, so it doesn't really like change camera angle, just drags it further, further away from the screen. She kicks open a lid in the ground, tosses the boy in there puts the lid over and drops a rock on it. 
and then it then then it then the the video sort of cuts back into Twilight, and it's Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart just making out like mad, <laughs> kissing each other. <laughs> okay. What is this? I don't know. I don't remember any of this. I'm sorry, Matt. Who was that woman? She was your first mother. First mother? Yes. I have more than one? You lived a life before you were Papa Nash. You were a little boy called Jesus. (laughs) Your parents died young and they treated you poorly. And you joined a roving band of marauders. And during your time there, you became disillusioned with the violence of the desert. And you began preaching non-violence and peace. And what and you began to accrue followers within your tribe. And then one day, an evil band of opposing marauders attacked your camp, killing everyone you loved. And from that day forward, you vowed never to be non-violent again. That's when I found you broken. And in your lost ravings preached about the power of Chrome. And I helped you find a way to douse yourself in Chrome. And you walked the silver road until you died. It took me some time to find your corpse. We blended it up into liquid (laughs) and poured you into a new cast of 78 other beings. And it was my seed that helped fertilize the egg into what you have become now. Our one last hope what, how many is it? Uh, this sounds like there's more than one of me, and I already knew that. But is that the deal? That you're the father of all the Nashes from all the timelines and all that? The many Nashes that you have encountered are a byproduct of the mana wave radiation and the dragon metal heart you have in your soul or in your chest. I have a way to end this madness. Come to the solar mines. Complete your chroming. And the many gnashes will stop. And you will take your place by my side as the son of the steel god, Jesus Chrome. And from there, you can love the many beings of chrome and vegetable peelings. And your companions can join me as generals in our new world order. I'll look around the room at everybody to see what their what's what they what is their reaction to this information. That sounds like a very tantalizing proposition, I must say. And as long as we Oh sorry, go for it. Uh, Stanley's just looking at Nash, shaking his head slowly, like, why did you have to include me 
in this dream. <laughs> um, what does Varel? What is what is Varel's status? If I look at him, Varel's got one of the burgers, and it's fighting another burger, and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Focused on war, that's good. All right, so I'll look at Hope. What do I get out of Hope? Uh, I have no interest in joining, but if he wants to let us put that machine in the ground, I guess he could stay in the solar mines. Machine. Principal has an inquisitive look on his face. Machine. Like, it's like, what machine? What are you talking about? I, I don't even know what it is. Uh, all right, deception roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That if he, if he wants us to put works. the machine in the ground, it's what machine? I, I don't know what oh, machine. I don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> machine? Hope <laughs> <laughs> will grab a drink and just start slowly drinking your wine. <laughs> Uh, what's, what's your role? Are you not going to try and deceive then? It was a six. Oh, she doesn't uh, care. What is, why right. does well, anybody happen- say anything out loud? I don't know. Nothing happens <laughs> as a result. The principal's eyebrow goes up and then he directs his attention back to Nash. Who's, she doesn't who really believe this attention. is the actual principal either. She thinks this is a dream manifest. Well, for the record, Nash doesn't know either for sure. Um... Can make an insight check to determine oh, determine been, something. So successful so far. Let's let's do it. Let's do an insight. Let's see if I can just find. I feel like he's trying to get information out of us. After that exchange, he doesn't know about the machine. This is him trying to get the machine. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm, I'll do insight. Let's see what happens. Oh my gosh! You were 19 for a third of a second, and now you're three. Four is the total. Shit. I'm serious. Know, man. That it's dice balanced like, on the 19 for a whole second and then tipped. You know, if this is this is a if this was like a sound stage and you was like a Truman show or something, they've done a really good job of making everything believable, you know? If it's Okay. I mean, as far as you're concerned, this is the real world. This is really happening. The stakes are high. Um, I'm going to try a deception of my own because I want to test all these theories. So I'm going to say, so dad, if that is who you really are, um, that is your real name. <laughs> my, uh, how do you not know about the machine? You seem like you don't know what the machine is. How could that be? Yes. What is this machine? I have not heard of a machine. If there is a machine, it is my machine, and I know of them. What machine does your friend Hope speak of? Well, it must be a machine you already know about, because you know about all the machines. So, whatever machine that is, you already know. Definitely father and son. (laughs) (laughs) hundred versions of this conversation. <laughs> Whatever it is you are planning, 
you fail. And you may believe that you're, you'll die heroically against my grasp. But you're on the same side. The flesh isn't perfect. The flesh was designed to wither and die, but more importantly, the flesh was designed to be corruptible by the gods. So why did your perfect body take so much damage there on the ship? You had to leave. Young Tiefling, I have not yet fully realized my objective. Soon the earth will be covered in chrome. But I will not stop there. Bend the universe. Bend the many universes. Then we will bring chrome and steel to the outer planes. To heaven, to hell. To the very border of the far realm. And then we will find the weir. And we will bring our chrome fist there. And then all will be chrome, and no flesh will be corruptible, and no gods or demons will ever again be able to harm the Prime Material Plane. I have lived a thousand years, and there is no solution to the gods and demons except their total annihilation by way of chrome. Um, I'm gonna go... Okay, uh, this is bad. Blah, blah, blah. Wake up, blah, Nash. And I'm going to slap myself with my right hand, left hand, little hand. Little hand's going to smack me. I'll go, I'll go, voice, voice, say something down there. Chest mouth, say something. Blah, 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 blah. Wake up, wake up. And I'll just start to yell. Nice, Scott's had enough of this. All right, make a, make a, it's kind of a roll, a wake up roll, right? Yeah. Um, all right, let's try a performance roll, please. Let's okay. go. Okay, here we go. I don't know why I'm rushing you. It's fine. Let's go. Roll the dice. Come oh on. my gosh! A natural one for a five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As you do all this stuff, you actually smack yourself pretty hard, and one of your teeth comes flying out, and then another. Your baby hand sticks its thumb into your eye, and it actually like hurts you. And um, you know your other hand. Uh, you're just a mess. You fall out of your chair, and the chair breaks, and is like in a complete pile beside you. And the principal, to add insult to injury, the principal then looks down at you and says, Nash, grow up. <laughs> I'm, gonna... I'm changing sides. I'm joining the principal. Bye, everybody. <laughs> right. Oh, well, I like how he handles things. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> But the, the, the one problem that also happens is um, as you keep doing it, you find you can't stop now. So all this gesticulating, you'd think with all this that happened, you'd stop, but you actually find that you've lost control of yourself and you can't stop. And you're starting to go, ah, and um, Nash gets set on fire. Yeah, dude. Sweet. And so uh, the Hillmaster looks around and says, I want to thank everyone for coming today. <laughs> I don't know this went exactly as planned, but uh, let me tell you that family is not forever. And it is very important to tell one another how much... They love each other. So, um, if I can leave you with one last word of wisdom before I depart back to the spirit realm from which I came. Hold on tight to each other. Enjoy the moments you have on this planet. <laughs> while while I'm on too. fire, he's saying all this, right? 
uh, while I'm burning. <laughs> <You're on fire. laughs> okay. Learn to be compassionate and careful one another. And this, <laughs> this time the principal actually responds and says, Compassion and caring will not save us from gods and demons. And with that, the principal also gets up and walks out of the tent. And Nash is now a giant fireball, and everyone's starting to sweat. And you're going, ah! And the entire tent explodes. All right. Uh, Vorel, you come to on the Fate Six. And what you come to is there's some sort of stretchy octopus-like Thing being ripped from your nose and mouth and ears, and then you see Union is like just a little harder, and she's pulling. We've got almost got it off. And then there's this sort of like squid-like thing that's like flapping around, and she takes it, throws it on the ground, stabs it. And then she comes. She, she looks. She, she gets close to you. She looks at your face, touches your face, says, "Vorel, are you okay?" Um, there was some kind of mind fluff upon you. I hate space. (laughs) It's okay. I understand. And then she sort of she she takes your your head in hers and she says, "We've got to help your friends, please." Or her head in your your. She takes your head in her hands. And says, we've got to help your friends, please. Are they fluffed as well? Yes, we're trying to get them off. Only you have the strength to pull them off. I got really desperate and and managed to get yours off. But I am tired. I've been trying for hours to get it off. Come, come. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> I, I, I turn around. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, I choked on an apple. That was bad. Okay. I've been trying for hours to get it off. Anyway, go ahead. You're fine. I've been trying for hours to get it off. <laughs> Please come with me. Help. help your friends. I follow. I help. All right. So as it turns out, you wake and you don't quite... You have some recollection between when you last left the deck. Um, and everyone went below to mind their own things. And Union waited for her quarters. But nothing happened. She you she just asked you to lie down somewhere, and then she lay down with you, and that and you fell asleep, and that was all that happened. Um, so you go back to the quarters uh, where Nash and Hope are, and Stanley's been been brought there as well, sort of in the crew quarters, and they're all lying completely still on the ground with these green like uh, flesh beings on, um, like they they kind of look like green and, and and mucusy, like there's a mucus membrane, like like an octopus or a sea creature. And all their tentacles are like two tentacles are in the nose, one tentacle is in the mouth, two are in the ear, and two of them are wrapped around their neck um, as they're lying still on the ground. All right, I'll help Stanley first because I know he hates it most. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So uh, do you want to cut it off, pull it out? How do you want to do this? Uh, I, I guess I'd just give it a yank first. Stanley's got some hair, so I will grab the back of his hair. Okay. And I will grab the front of his face and see if I can... No. <laughs> All right, make an athletics check, please. 27. Yeah, you pull it off like almost instantaneously. You feel its resistance, but it's got nothing on your muscular uh, prowess, and you yank it, and it goes, 
as it pops out <laughs> of his of his mouth, and all this drool and barf and stomach bile spills all over Stanley in the floor. Yeah. Stanley, you wake up. Oh, uh, what? Oh boy, that was real, wasn't it? You've been fluffed. You don't step to it. Awful. Stanley Prime, are you okay? How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, three? Yes, you're good. I'll move on to Hope. Alright, strength check, please. Alright, I'll grab one of her horns and use that for Lee Bridge. Yeah. Uh, 19. Okay, uh, so you pull a little bit and you manage to get it halfway out, but then it, this one's staying stuck in. It's very difficult. You're going to need some assistance or a better idea. Hmm. Stanley will come over and help, seeing it. All right, then let's have you both make strength checks, please. Uh, Athletics checks. This will be an impressive feat. Here we go. 28. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. 16. For Stanley, that's not bad. Okay, so Stanley, you hold hope still. Is this time, uh, you know, Varel, you put your your, head, your foot up against the wall, and uh, there's some grunting going on, and then you pull out the, the mind fluff. And hope you wake up seeing just this gross thing of, of tentacles and slime uh, ripped out of your face as stomach bile and, and mucus dribbles all over you and the floor as well. Oh, she'll go for it on all fours and just start retching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there's one remaining with the mind fluffs uh, attached to his face, and that's Nash Magar to the solar mind. Look, at he also, he doesn't it's, it's a little more difficult. It's also stuck in his shoulder mouth. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have hair either or horns, so I'll kind of like debate how I'm going to do it. So I decide to take his baby hand in one hand, like I'm arm wrestling it. Yeah, I'm going to try to leverage that apart. All right, and I imagine you sort of like put one, you put either foot on either side of him and lift him up to do it. Yeah, as you're over him, and as you do that, Nash explodes into a fireball. Everyone's going to take uh, make a deck save, please. Damn, oh, no, me included, by the way. Me also? Uh, no, you're fine. Okay. Oh, no, I do need you to make one. Sorry. Yes, you included. What was the save? I'm sorry. Dexterity save, Dex, please. Okay. Uh, an eight, a nine. Nineteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Good lord. <laughs> you got a nine, Nash? Yeah. I have a shit. All right. Shit dexterity. So everyone takes 15 fire damage from the save, and uh, Nash, you take 30 damage. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hang on. Let me yeah. see if I. I might have to be in a rage. Hang on. Let me check. Oh, you might, oh yeah, some of you might have fire close, resistance. Uh, we're all close to Varel. That's right. Yeah. So inside my. Your stormer, because of powerful reaction. Hang on. Shieldings from each creature of your choice that has damage resistance. Storm Aura. Mastery of the Storm. From your Storm Aura feature. Huh? In the benefit of your Storm Aura, even when your Storm Aura isn't active. All right. So everyone here, 10 feet of me has fire resist of 10, uh, half, you know, half. half. All right. So half of a half. Yeah. Yeah. So 30 for me. 30 and half to 15. Or 15 for me. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. All right, but um, in spite of it not doing a lot of damage, you now look like burnt toast. Like, you're all charred everywhere. Great. Did the thing take damage? Uh, they did indeed, and they, they shrivel up into uh, into a crisp. 
All three of them. I don't know what you did with yours in the room if you brought it with you. Is, does Hope have any specific uh, fire resistance as a tiefling? Yeah, she's got fire resistance. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was enough to do anything big here. All right, so Nash, you wake up in an explosion. The last thing you remember is talking to the principal and getting really upset and then hitting yourself in the face and poking yourself in the eye and catching on fire and exploding at the principal's or at the hillmaster's house. I'll lay there for a second, prop my head up, and then go, I knew it was a dream. The whole time I knew this was fake. He's just trying to get that machine. He's nobody's father. This is all bullshit. Yeah, so notably, Stanley, uh, Varel, uh, Hope, you remember this event as well. The events we had. You were there. Nash, it might have been a dream, but we all experienced it. There were creatures attached to all our faces, and you literally just set us on fire. Well, that wasn't on purpose. That was just a, a kind of guy got a little overloaded, a little emotional, I, I guess. I didn't say it was on purpose. I said you did it. You should be glad. It's how we got out of there. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, then how did we? Because me flipping out, I think, did it. But, you know, what else? What'd you do? For Avril, why were you the first one out? Union helped me. Oh. Nash, are you on the drugs again? No, I am not on the drugs. I don't know why I exploded. That was news to me. Perhaps we should get outside on the deck before you choose to blow again. Well, I think I, I think I know when I'm gonna. I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm okay now, and I'll get up and kind of brush off some of this soot and shake it yeah. off like it's no big I mean, deal. You, your throat tastes like you know charred coal. Yeah, like there's a yeah. But apart from that, you're all right. Okay. I'll say, look, see, I'm fine. I'll, I'll know if this is going to happen again. I'll run outside. Okay. So if everyone wants to make their way to the deck to get <clears> some air, uh, figure things out, uh, everyone ascends to the deck. And as uh, so you send to the deck, you see the, the ghost crews working as normal. A few the ghost elves look at you and say, Good day. Glad to see you're doing all right. I heard about what happened. Sounds terrible. Glad we got out of it. Okay. Well, did you all see anything? How did these creatures get aboard the ship? Oh, nephew, says your uncle. <clears throat> Don't go questioning the crew. They didn't see anything. Um, they must have boarded during the assault of some kind. That's the only way I could think they would even, even have been here. Especially now that we're in void space, and you see around you the ship is still traversing towards Mars, Mars through void space. In fact, Stanley, we're about to arrive any minute. You ready to? You ready for this? Uh, I think so. Should I not be? Nope, just trying to be dramatic. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, very dramatic then. Make Uh, it exciting. We're we're getting back to Mars, and it's you know the big, the big one is up next. We we actually made it. Good show. Well, if we can avoid any other uh, surprise attacks from demon vessels or creatures taking us over or Nash exploding again, then I think we should all turn out fine. All right. And with that, uh, with with you saying that, the ship actually decelerates. Crooked Hand Row goes, Mars ho! And the the, the tear opens up in Rift Space and the the Fate 6 airship so it's going super fast then it suddenly decelerates as it hits space and before you see the large um, 
brown planet of Mars, brown red planet of Mars with a splotch green on it. And Crooked Hand wrote, yells, I'm bringing it in for landing. Everyone, um, hold on to something. And the ship begins descending and making its way towards the surface of Mars. Um, I think this is where we'll take our break. And when we come back, we'll land on Mars and we'll begin the next uh, leg of the adventure. Perfect. Take 10, everybody. We'll be back shortly. Take 10. With more from today's episode. We'll see you then. All right. We're back, everybody. Bo, it's back to you, sir. All right. And we return to our party uh, aboard the Fate 6, having just emerged from void space flying above Mars. And Crooked Hand Row is taking the ship in quickly as it descends into the atmosphere. And we return to the Mars terraforming platforms uh, station. I'm just going to move our Jeff and roll 20 to the map so you can see it. Um, and the ship, uh, f- as the ship descends, um, columns of elves begin forming to greet uh, our heroes. <sighs> Gently, Fate 6 has settled into the sand as it blows sand in all the different directions. From atop the ship, down below, a, a, a ladder rope is uncoiled. And down below, you can see High Alpha Mantha Lodar, Admiral Chrysorius, two Elhandari Helves, and the remain, uh, several columns of Elhandari soldiers there to greet you. The party descends from the ship. And High, Al- High Alpha Mantha Lodar approaches to greet you, but as uh, and he acknowledges you first, Stanley, he says, Silele Prime, it warms my heart to see that you have returned. And have you been successful in your mish? And then he is trails off as he sees Tungsten Wheel, who's descended just behind you. He says, Tungsten! And he approaches uh, Tungsten and hugs him firmly. Just like a, from a, and then he holds him out by his shoulders. He says, "It is good that you're back. After all these years, you have grown old." And then Tungsten responds and says, "You are quite old yourself, my old friend. And tell me, where is Dungle Star?" And then from behind, uh, between the columns, Dunglestar, whom you remember as the <laughs> as the gentle elf running the Theater of Mortal Bodies, steps forward and says, Ah, Tungsten, come here! And Tungsten rushes out uh, towards Dunglestar, and Dunglestar rushes out towards Tungsten, and they meet in the middle for a deep and passionate kiss. Very unlike elves to be such, to have such open display, but time slows down, and almost music in the air as they reach out and connect lips and begin kissing it lasts for a long moment maybe a touch too long but everyone's willing to give it its time as two old loves meet once again as the kiss breaks off uh, Dunglestar opens his eyes and connects with yours Stanley and he says ah the Selele Prime. Where is my assistant? You made off with my assistant. I would like him back, please. 
Well, unfortunately, your assistant now has been co-opted into doing uh, new duties aboard our ship. You should be proud of the promotion. I may have been too harsh on Twaddle. He was a fine assistant and an apprentice of mine that must carry on my work. After I've passed to the Feywild, I humbly deplore you. Return Twaddle to my care, and I shall see that he is treated more... And he looks to, to Tungsten. Humanely. I have been lost in my humors. That my love was missing. I'll tell you what. You can make your case to Twaddle himself. And when I speak to Twaddle, if uh, he feels that this is the best course of action for him, he can choose to do so. The move to the ship and working directly as an assistant uh, aboard the Fate 6 was a promotion. If he sees going back to you as a similar move up, I'll allow it. Otherwise, he stays with me. Hi, Alpha Mantelodar steps in and says, I, I too have caught wind of this altercation between Twaddle and Dunglestar. Might I suggest mandated psychotherapy for both to work through their issues and come to a humane relationship? I mean... Look, if you guys want to break out the therapy for him, so be it. But to me, he is a skilled surgeon with potential. He's going to go ahead and increase his skills aboard our vessel. He didn't seem happy where he was, and it's not a case of, I'm sorry, I'll change. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. You've prepared him for the next leg of the journey. I say be happy for him and let him walk it. All right, and as you say that, in the distance... There's like these cliffs, right? And there's this sort of rock that's sort of perched upon a cliff. And the ground shakes a little bit and the, the rock slides off and hits the ground out of sight behind some mountains. Boom! And dust fills up. And then the high elf says, let us do what the Seleli Prime bids as a decision. Um, and he looks to you and says, we have a pressing concern for you to deal with. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dungle start. Twaddle, uh, come down. Um, Tungsten, please get to work straight away on the Triangular Sphere. We have a lot of resources waiting to go to war, and it is now on you. And Tungsten looks and says, Yes, let me get to work straight away. I will need a contingent of at least 64 elves to provide me with assistance in refabricating certain pieces of my project. Solely Prime, will you authorize this, please? Of course. I trust there will be no shortage of volunteers for such an endeavor. And Tunglestar looks out. Uh, Tunglestar. Tungsten looks out to the. <laughs> Tungsten looks out to the uh, to the elves lined up, and he begins picking you, you, you with me, you, and he starts picking his team, assembling them, and walks off with Dunglestar. And Union also steps to you and says, um, "Solely Prime." May I have permission to spend time with my uncle and, and assist with the Triangular Sphere? It is my solemn duty to protect you, but, um, well, this may be the last chance I get to spend with them before we depart for war. 
Union, you have done an amazing job so far, and I would consider helping oversee this project uh, just as much protecting me as standing by my side in combat. Of course you can. She bows before you and says, My Silili. And then she departs with them as well. High Elf looks to you and and says, I'm I'm glad you've returned. I I don't know what you've been up to since you've been gone, but... We've had some arrivals here, um, and they've been a. They said they came at your behest. Uh, we didn't turn them away, of course, but I think it's best if you see for yourself. Hope's shaking her head, and she's gonna look back at Nash. Oh boy! All right, let's see what it is. All right, and so um, a speeder comes along, zipping like an elven wooden speeder floating off the ground. And there's an elf in there, and he says, All right, get in. We'll take you to them. All right, climb aboard. All right, and Amanth Lodar calls after you and says, Don't tarry long. Um, we want to get the war council together as soon as tomorrow at dawn, and you'll need your sleep before then. We have a place set up for you back at camp. And Angelashi and your your children are there, Nash. Are they okay? They're quite fine, and we right. look forward to seeing you. All right. All right, and with that, the speeder speeds off. And you sort of tear across uh, some of the Martian. It's not quite desert, it's tundra, because you're in the transition area between where actual shitty Mars is and, and you know, healthy, breathable air Mars is. You go, you, you sort of make it to the top of this canyon. You look below, and down below, Nash, you see, actually, all of you, you see uh, sort of sitting and leaning on rocks and playing in stone uh, a bunch of robed men down below in robes of varying colors. Oh, boy. And then as, as you sort of look at them, you see one of them, like, talking to another one. And he, he's sort of miming, like, hey, look at this. And then he fires a fireball at the wall. And part of the canyon wall falls down again. There. <laughs> a little late. And, and, um, and the, the, the elf chauffeur looks to you guys and says... Right, um, Celeli Prime, with your permission, I'd like to wait up here. No, I think that's a good idea. Uh, look, Nash, if my history of dealing with you has been any indication, your likelihood of listening to me is slim, (laughs) at best. As a matter of fact, listening to yourself is even questionable, but it is at least a higher chance. Can you please go wrangle your other selves and have them stop blowing the holy hell out of everything around here? I totally, I got this, and I'll, I'll start heading that direction. All right, you're going to get out of the speeder and just go down on foot? Yeah, I mean, unless there's another quicker way there. Um, if you have a fly spell, maybe you could fly down all dramatically or something like I'll that. I'll just I'll float. I got my DNA. Oh yeah, you got you got floater. Yeah. So okay. So you, at the top of the canyon, you float out above the canyon, and then you begin descending, and your robes billow up, like looking like a flying X Men or something. You know, just like quick Magneto descending down upon the people, and then the gnashes stop the, the various vegetable peeling and rock playing and 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 shooting, and they all turn to you, and and yes, you see before you ninety nine gnashes. Whoa. Um, all hanging out in the canyon 
and they all sort of turn to look at you. And some of them, they all look sort of slightly different. They vary, but the commonalities are as they have robes of varying colors, and they all have bandages. And one in particular with an eye patch over his eye turns to look at you and is sort of the first up amongst the 99 to greet you as you descend below. Although he doesn't speak first, and you descend and land before him. So there's a hundred, including me? Yeah. Good lord. The 100 dashes. Okay. Um, I'll say... <laughs> Man, what would I say? Um, Alright, what's the commotion down here? Why are you guys uh, wrecking stuff? Bro will facepalm at that. <laughs> of Up all in the, the ways to address yourself, Nash. <laughs> this was your moment. Yeah, you thought you were descending below, uh, but uh, Varelsa just showed up behind you. <laughs> A witness to your embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, Varelsa part of this. Sure. Um... But yeah, I'd I say... see Stanley and Oprah up in the speeder, uh, just watching from below. Not yeah. Involved. yeah, yeah, just every now and then looking over and giving like. Uh... Yeah, Varel didn't pick up on the social cue or dynamic of what you said. <laughs> he probably even got out before you started talking or as you were talking. It just went down. Nobody if Varel looks back, Hope will give him like a little thumbs up. He's doing great. <laughs> well, it's it going to be a great entrance. I wanted to see it, so yeah. I, I immediately <laughs> slid down, awaited his arrival, and that's. That's the great line. That's the best you got. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see Varel being really disappointed in that. Considering I just Varel. love the the visual of him realizing, like in Varel's mind, he looks down, he sees ninety nine Nashes, he sees Nash because he's he floats so slow, mm-hmm. slowly moving down, and Varel's like, I gotta see this. It's gonna be great. He climbs down. Nash descends to a crowd of ninety nine uh, Nashes and one Varel sitting there just waiting. <laughs> this is gonna be good. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's so excited. So I'll just be like, seriously, you guys can't be doing this. This is uh, unbecoming of a, of, a, of a Nash. They're they're all wanting us to st- stop milling around down here and screwing off. I'm just I'm I'm pantomiming like eager, <laughs> eager. <laughs> <laughs> the one the Nash with the eye patch looks to you and says, "Wait, we're your we're we're your guests." What do you mean? What do you mean? You're my my guess. Well, we're we're just having a little fun down here. Well, I don't doubt it. It looks like fun, but uh, I mean, how many times do you meet other kind, other versions of yourself? These guys are great. True, but you're kind of wrecking stuff, and uh, you know there are people who both live and operate here, and it's just kind of a, it's just a bit of a problem. It's a bad look for the Nash name. You know what I mean? Maybe just just chill out for a while. Maybe just talk. Everybody can just Wait, talk. Are you are you this world's Nash? Yeah. Yeah. So you're the one that invited invited us here. I did I did I? What did we do to get all the Nashes here? <laughs> well, my, you asked, am I responsible for this? <laughs> yeah. So um, t- you asked Tower Nash how badass T got over there, and he was brought over with a. Apparently, Tower Nash had the ability to bring over other people from you know the, the multiverse, we'll say, or the time barf. Right? Okay, so he's just done the same um, here. So, so then you suggested he could do it again, and he said, oh, okay, but he has to wait for his cooldown. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you don't know what happened. You, you left. You're like, we'll come back and deal with this. And you met the um, a guy named Zolfin Jol, mm-hmm. who was this uh, sort of hippie-ish Githyanki who arrived on a surfboard. And um, so he was there. He said he'd help and take care of it. So, you, But... 
you didn't know what was going to happen. You kind of thought you would come back and deal with it, but it seems they've been proactive and now they're here. Okay. Um, I'd say, well, I wasn't exactly uh, informed of the invitation, except I, you know, I did suggest maybe we bring some other multiverse stuff together. I guess he decided all the Nashes are better than one, so you're all here. But but we're going to need yeah. your help. We we have a thing we got to do, and we're going to need your help for it. Right. Well, yeah, that was kind of explained that we, you know, where we're from, that things didn't go quite well, and we got another chance to make things right. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. But it's not happening right now, this second, so we're just killing time. <laughs> Which is totally fine. I'm just saying don't break stuff because there are people here who are going to get ticked, and they're all going to blame me because I'm this world's Nash. All right, uh, and sort of a, a, a crooked Nash that, that like has like a limp and is a, his, but this these rocks don't belong to anybody. We're not hurting anyone. Why the why the why the uh, Inquisition? Uh, I'll look at Varel, who I know is there now, and then just look at him, and then look back and go. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I think everything you're doing here is just fine. <laughs> Okay, you are one of us. <laughs> and then another Nash goes, yeah, and he fires off a fireball at the cannon wall. He's like, I just like the way the rocks fall down off the cannon wall. <laughs> oh, and all the other Nashes go, yeah! As this cheer rings out from the fireball, Hope will lean over to Stanley and go, I mean, it can't be that bad if it keeps him busy, right? Stanley will pull out the megaphone and yell down the canyon wall from it. Nash, try harder. Be the alpha Nash. <laughs> and as you do that, another a yellow uh, robed um, Nash uh, says, you guys think that? Sweet, check out my fireball. And he shoots out a fireball. But instead of a fireball, it's a big ball of chickens. And the ball of chickens hits the side of the, uh, uh, the, the rock wall and rocks come down and so do all these chickens and they just kind of die. All these corpses. He's like, "See, we got we got our meals today, boys." <laughs> and some of the ashes start going over and picking up chickens. And how do you defeather this? I'd say, "All right, okay, this is enough now." I mean, it, I know that we're all having a good time, and I trust you guys, but we can't we can't be just doing this. There's big stuff ahead of us. See, so it's fine. Eat the chickens, but maybe stop blowing up stuff just for a while, just for a little bit. I try to all persuade right. them. I patch Natch turns to me and says, "Look, just get, look. Let's get something straight. Just because this is your world or whatever, whatever this is called, doesn't mean you're the boss of us. We're all equals here." I am going to pop dragon <laughs> right now, and Alpha Nash, yeah, coming Alpha out. Nash coming out, and you know, Varel said go big, so I'm going big. I'll probably okay. regret this. <laughs> turn, turn probably regret dragon. this because there'll be some fight before long rest and it's going to be a bad idea. But anyway, boof, I'm a dragon. And I go, and then I say, uh, you can do as you wish after we're done, but you can't do it now. And I'll just be right. with my feet and everything and looking all tough because I don't think any of the rest of them have this, right? I don't actually know. And then the, the, the eye patch dash looks up and he says, You think that scares me? Oh, shit. I don't even have an eye. And he pulls up his, his patch and he shows his eye. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go... It fell out. And I kicked it into the outer space. <laughs> I just drop kicked it. Boom. And I didn't find it ever again. I'll try to intimidate them and 
and fly. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll fly up a little bit. Big wings beating. I'll turn around and at the side of the whatever hill, you know, dusty hill, whatever is there that they've been blowing up, but not with any of them in the range of it. I'll I'll pop a uh, or I'll I'll do uh, acid breath all over the place, and I'll turn okay. around after that and go. Don't make me use this on you. All right, um, roll an intimidation roll, please. Oh, finally, with advantage. All right, it's a big showing. I'll give you some advantage for that. Uh, I'll take the 18. Okay. All right. So most of the Nashes seem to just stop moving and go like, okay, this guy seems to know what's going on here, but I patch Nash isn't having it. Uh, he goes, Oh yeah, I can pop things too. And then he goes, and he turns into a giant hamster. <laughs> oh my Lord. And he's, but he's the, he's the same size as you. And he, be, he begins rushing you up the hill. Uh, roll for initiative. Holy shit. <laughs> you only have, we still got 99 Nashes. You kill this one. That's fine. A natural <laughs> one! <laughs> for a two. A distant, a distant Varel goes, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so um, let me roll for this this, this one. Good yeah, lord. I got a 10, so he'll go first. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> All right, so the hamster has a large, fat, furry body. He's also wearing like a, a little collar around his neck, and this this hamster also has an eye patch on him. And he runs up the the side of the um, the side, and he, he goes for a big bite with his big teeth. Great. All right, he rolls a twenty three. That hits. Okay. Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. Um, where's my? Oh, yeah, it does. It does hit. Sorry. I'm a nineteen natural armor. All right, and he does uh, 15 points of damage. Great. Slash him. I will write this down separately because it's a separate health pool. So 15, you said? That's right. Okay. Okay, and it is your turn. All right. Um, right, We're going to go in for a multi-attack and do the uh, bite and claw deal. Although, is... Hmm, hold on a second. Three attacks, one with its bite, two with its claws. I thought at adult that changed to do a tail thing. I guess tail's just separate. All right, don't worry about it. All right, so let's do, uh, let's go for the bite first. These are to hit. Let's see, we got plus 11 to hit on these, so. Bite number one will be a, so what is that? Uh, 19. No, sorry, 20, not natural. Okay, roll your damage. All right. Uh, hold on a second. Here we go. 2d10 plus 6. All right. Sixteen points of uh, piercing. Hold on. Bite is a piercing damage, yes. And acid. Oh, I get to do a 1d8 acid, sorry. So that's just the piercing damage? I forgot. An adult dragon, you get a bunch of extra shit. Um, And then a 1d... uh, What was it? 1d8? 1d6? 1d8? Uh, Here we go. Roll. 
Oh, lame. One point of acid damage. All the natural ones today. It's insane. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, perfect. And so you, you take you, you do the damage. Yep. Is there any other attacks there? Yep, I got claw. Or no, I got two bites. So let's I'll rip through these now that I remember everything. Here you go. Yeah. Um clear that. <clears throat> two hit. Uh so that would be twenty one plus four, so that would be twenty. It's well over twenty four. Whatever it is. I can't do the math in my head. Okay. That's a hit. A hit. Um, and then... 2d10s. Plus 6, so that would be uh, tw- uh, 12. Yes, 12 points of uh, piercing. Okay. And then... Um, oops, wrong one. Just a second. These were a bigger pain to switch around than I hoped. Two points of acid damage. All right. And then finally, there is a claw attack as part of this multi-attack. And for hit on claw, uh, that's, let's see, that's 1920, not natural, to hit. Okay. And that's a hit. Yep. And then let's see here. Claw is 13. Sorry, 2d6 plus 6 slashing. All right, here we go. Uh, so he 14 points of slashing damage. All right, so you do a bite, a couple slashes, shoo, shoo. And sink in mm-hmm. uh, to him uh, doing quite a bit, and then um, uh, you know the ju- the hamster Nash, eye patch Nash hamster, uh, you know is largely unaffected as he cl- he's climbing up the side of the cliff to, to fight you, and you're on top of the cliff, and then sort of in your view, a white robe Nash in like a um, arms this way, like mm-hmm. looking like the ra- uh, raised by wolves, uh, oh, yeah. androids, love that, uh, just flies up in a white robe and like a pope hat. Ooh. And, and he says, guys, stop fighting. We're on the same team. And he casts calm emotions on both of you. Oh. Um, make a uh, charisma saving throw, please. All right, here we go. And I'll make one for my guy. Where the hell's my charisma? You have a plus nine to your roll, essentially. I can there see it is. It yep. Oh, finally, 28. Okay, girl. so you resist the spell, but Eyepatch Nash does not. Okay. And he goes, you see the, the hamster calm, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the hamsters do? <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as he starts calming down, and he's just sort of staring at you. All right. And he goes, all right, I'm calm. <laughs> I will say, okay, fine. I didn't want to fight anyway just need to chill and listen to me listen I just because you're the the Nash of this world doesn't mean you get to tell us everything what to do okay well I do think it means I get to take lead though of all the Nashes like you're in my you're in my world you all failed already I haven't yet maybe you could be leader but why do you get to just decide it maybe we should uh, I don't know 
Let's put it to a vote. <laughs> You're going to lose control. I am. If I agree, your own is. problem you created. <laughs> I feel like I already have. Um, <laughs> fine, we do it democratically. We'll do. We'll take a vote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Nash should be all right. This. So, anyone, um, I have an idea. The com- giant space hamster Nash says, uh, "Why don't whoever wants to be leader give a speech on why they should be leader?" Oh shit. Hamster Nash says this. Yeah. Okay. We'll let White. I'll say uh, White Robe Nash. You mediate and decide who who does what and how. Uh, I prefer Holy Nash. Thanks. Oh. Well, actually, why don't we just put him in charge? Holy Nash seems pretty cool. <laughs> I, tr- <laughs> I, tr- I trust. I trust him. Just the election. He's just like, nah, not for me. <laughs> Based on what he's wearing alone. <laughs> He's wearing white. He can float. Jesus. He clearly wants what's in our best interest. Well, Giant Amsterdash looks to you and says, Actually, I think. uh, um, What should we. What kind of Nash should we call you? Like, this Nash? This world's Nash? No, just call me. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, Call me. uh, Call me Dragon Nash, because I think that's what sets me apart. I'll call you Hamster Nash. Uh, I prefer eye patch Nash, but that's fine. I'm hamster too, I guess. That makes sense. It doesn't matter. I don't have an ego about these things. Um, okay, so I think holy. I agree that holy Nash is probably the holiest of us and probably best. To, I don't want to do a vote anymore. I agree that holy Nash should be the leader. And I'll go. All right, everybody in favor of holy Nash leading this charge. Raise All the Nashes with their hand up, including holy Nash. My little other hand. Boop. Extra vote. Yep. All right, it's Holy Nash then. I'm much uh, Nash would I'm glad much we prefer that. that. That was really bugging me. It was a question that was just you know, how do we organize? But Holy Nash, what should we do? Um, well, since Dragon Nash, this world belongs to him. I think he probably should still act on behalf of all of us at like meetings and stuff. That way, we don't have to go to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Everyone sort of nods their head along like yeah, like that. <laughs> And, uh, you know, maybe if it's bugging the L's, maybe we should just find something different to do. Uh, anyone know any good games? Uh, anyone have a VCR? <laughs> Dragon Nash, any VCRs in your world? Not anymore. They were at the solar mines. That's the last I saw one. And it was Shit, very Do you have young. any board games? N- no. No. I mean, you could take, you could take some rocks versus you know fruit peel peelings and play chess or something oh and everyone all the dashes go oh all at once in the canyon you can hear it echo all the way up <laughs> do you guys remember rocks and peelings it's a game we made up as a kids everyone goes yeah 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 all right let's have a rocks and peelings tournament ironically okay. Nash. all right everyone find rock holy holy nash gets up as leader i say go find <laughs> rocks and peelings we need enough dragon nash do you have any peelings I've got peelings, and you can certainly have them, but uh, you guys go ahead, because the truth is, uh, Dragon Nash has never heard of this game. This is like a weird thing that they all know. I only know I have peelings and rocks, but I never made a game out of it. Yeah, so, maybe other Nashes are lying too, then. They could be, for all I know, but I will, <laughs> I will I'll say, here you go, and I'll, I'll pull, empty my pockets of peelings. and, and uh, Great, and then Nashes come up, pick up peelings, and... 
the, the one of them goes, actually, I was lying. I don't know how to play this game. Does somebody know how to play it? Shit. Is and then else? one of the, the Holy Nash says, yes, uh, you, you, you use the peelings as spaces and then you move the rocks over the peelings. So Holy Nash seems to know what this game is. All right. I'll say, okay, so yeah, so look, we chose the right guy. He'll keep you guys entertained for now. But please don't, you know, don't bug everybody in town or do anything weird until we're ready to tell you what's next. I promise you'll all get taken care of. Hamster Nash looks at you and says, it's good to know there's other good Nashes out there. And then the hamster comes in for a hug. So dragon hamster hug? So, so yeah, there's a dragon, there's a giant space hamster and a dragon hugging in the canyon. All right. Cool. I hope Varel has a really good view of this. I'm done watching. <laughs> <laughs> it got good for a second there, and then Holy Nash had to go and ruin it. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, I, I will f- complete the hug process. And then <laughs> I will uh, take off vertically. And all right, we'll wait here until you have the need for us to to get this principal guy once and for all. Yep. And I'll say no worries, and I'll 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 hover up against the uh, the skyline and head back over to where my friends are looking. Do, do you help Varel, or do you make Varel climb up the cliff? Wall? Oh, Varel, grab on if you want to ride. No, I'm done. Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> Five of my own strength. All right, I'll fly up there and then and land in the uh, in the in the area of where Hope and Stanley are. And if all looks clear, well, I'll stay dragon for a while until we're going somewhere where I can't fit. The the elfin chauffeur is sort of looking at you, slack, John. And he and if we're going back, I'll fly home. Like I don't need, I don't need any of that. I just okay. I hate the. This is just to get a piece of Nash, but this works for me, Scott, as well. So full full disclosure, if I ever do anything where a thing takes a bunch of power to do it, and I do it, and I realize, oh, I'm not really going to need it the way you would normally need it. I will I will still use it for as long as I can. <laughs> so like a fire or like a almost anything, I'll do this with. So. Uh-huh. It's um, also happening below because uh, rocks and peelings have kind of just turned into this like dare, and the, the Nashes are throwing the rocks at each other's heads. They've been trying to raise shield spells and see if it still hurts or not, and they're great. all kind of trying. <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will put that to my back to that and get ready to go wherever we're going next. All right. Nash takes off back to, <laughs> to, to the main camp. Hopefully, does not terrorize people. And <laughs> Elf uh, looks to you guys and says, All right. Well, f- Thank you for calming them down. I suppose we can head back now. Yeah, I guess we can get to the war council now that... The war council's not quite started till dawn tomorrow morning, but you need your rest. Yes. And uh, we have someone else uh, who has actually been asking for you. Um, So let's go. Yes? I want to see my kids. What? You're you're gone. What? That's right. That's right. All right, and uh, as Varel gets back into the speeder and climbs up the side of the cliff, you guys take off again. While we go, Stanley's going to ask Varel what happened. Because I'm assuming I didn't hear it. I just saw Nash descend, turn into a dragon, him fight a hamster for a minute, then him hug. Varel, what what exactly did he do? Nash failed. Oh. (laughs) 
That's all. That's good enough. No follow-up questions. All right. So the um, uh, the speeder takes off. Boom, 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 and it hits a canopy of trees, and it looks it's beautiful and jungly here. You hear the sounds of, of animals going all throughout the background, and you sort of take off to this clearing. And the speeder descends and lands, and you're in this sort of uh, um, looks like an outdoor restaurant. Uh, there's sort of an area where the food's being prepared. And you see a long-haired man uh, cutting vegetables, preparing food, um, and empty tables uh, all around. But it's open air. It's not inside of a restaurant. It's like this open air tables and benches made out of, like, bamboo and and various uh, elfin fine woods. And your chauffeur says, "Um, why don't you get some rest here? Um, I'll go see if I can't tell Nash where this place is, and we'll bring back Angelashi and her kids. I'll be back. Alright, depart. Alright. So whenever you feel like showing up, Nash, the elven driver would have been like, hey, hey, down below, driving below you. Okay. Trying to get your attention. And then when he does, he tells you where to go. Alright. So whenever you feel like showing up, you can. I'll do that. I have nowhere else to be, so I'll show up. Alright, you see Nash flying dragon form overhead between the trees. Yep. And through the woods, Angelashi and the four kids uh, walk out, and the kids are kind of playing. One of them's in hammer form in her tool pouch. The rest of them are, are in human form. They're on kid form. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll land and deform uh, okay. back to my human self and run over there and give them all hugs. And The kids run towards you, give you big hugs, and Angelashi runs up towards you and gives you a big hug and a deep kiss, and she says... Oh, I missed you, Nash. I missed you too. How, how everyone okay? Did all right without me? We're doing just fine here. It was crazy on Earth, but uh, you know I could get used to living on Mars. Yeah, it's not so bad maybe here. It's should, not overrun with terrible just things. Stay here. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe this is where I'll make our permanent home after all of this. I don't know. Right now, we got kind of a Nash infestation. I'll explain that later, though. Where's Hammer? Uh, I heard about them. Oh, you did? Hammer. Yeah. <clears throat> hammer? Yeah, Hammer. Nash, your child has a name, you know. Uh, wait, what do we call him? Do we not call him Hammer? I don't remember. What do we call him? <laughs> Nash? You know, oh, Nash Jr. It's you not know, Nash Jr. the name of your old kids? Is it Nash Jr.? <laughs> pressure's on now, man. I don't remember. Why don't I have this written down somewhere? There's Pipe, Boot, uh, Nash Jr., it is Nash Jr. Oh, that's Nash Jr.? I forgot oh, Nash. There's Pipe, Boot, Fork, and Nash Jr. And fork. That's the other one. Wait, what does Nash Jr. turn into? Well, they I, can turn into He doesn't turn into anything. Into anything. That's why I'm saying. Does he suddenly have hammer power? Hammer town oh, power? Th- that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's he's okay. the hammer now. I'll go, hey, wait. The hammer's Nash Jr.? How did the, how, I didn't know Nash Jr. Could, could, could do this. Well, Nash Jr.'s a late bloomer, but... She's finding her way to. <laughs> I'll say, I knew you could do it, kid, and I'll slap the side of the hammer. Not hard, just a little love tap. Yeah. All right. There's a little giggle coming from the hammer. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a hide and seek thing. She got found. Wow. It's funny. 
Okay. And then so she, the hammer falls out, and she, she transforms into sort of a loose piece of wood, then transforms into a baby, and goes, Dada! From down below. Dada! Well, I'll pick her up, hold her. Get all, gather all the kids around, big hugs all around. And, and she, she sort of pulls your, your, your shirt aside, and she looks at your shoulder mouth. Dada! Uh, I go, oh, no, that's not dad. That's, uh, well, it's part of dad, but that isn't, that's not dad. And Angela, she sees this, and she goes, oh, Nash, what have you done? <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't know why it's there. He's, he, he you want to say anything? I'll say to it. Uh, oh, hello? <laughs> See, he's just who, like who am, I, who am I saying things to? This is my wife, Angela Ashy. These are my kids. I'll name them all off. Uh, I guess you're part of their lives now, so be nice. <laughs> Wait, does that make her my wife, too? Um, I'll look at I her. I thought I was your wife. I'll, no, hell no. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, I'll look at Angela Ashy for you know, what she would say to such a thing. Like what do you what do you want to do about this extra mouth? I you know I he's just kind there. takes a hand up to her temple and starts rubbing it. It's like <laughs> just like I don't know. I feel a headache coming on. I have to think about it. <laughs> well, I promise he'll stay in line. And you know what that means? I'll look at the mouth and go. I'm putting tape over you while I'm making out with my wife later tonight. Well, why? You're not joining in. You're 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 a separate thing. I look. I feel like I want to be a part of it, even though I don't know what making out is. Is that <laughs> when you make things outside? Yeah, sure. That's exactly what it means. So when the tape comes, just know that's what's happening. Oh, I trust you, Nash. All right, I'm putting you. I'm putting my pulling my shirt up again, and I'll kind of hide. Did you it. think? Did you give me a name? I can't remember my name. I can't remember either. What did we? What did we call him? Did we? Sprout. Sprout. Yeah, that was Sprout. It. Yeah. Your name is Sprout. Remember. I'm Sprout. <laughs> oh yeah, this is Sprout. <laughs> I'm sprout everyone, says, says the shoulder. And I say he sprung out of nowhere. That's why we call him that. We're still working on why, and who knows if he'll be here forever or not. No offense, Sprout, but, you know, we'll see. Okay. All right, Nash. Well, why don't you talk with your friends a bit, and I'll take the kids to play in the forest, and we'll come back for dinner. Okay. That sounds good, and I'll... Amanthalodar says you're to be meeting the High Council tomorrow morning, so I have you all to myself tonight, and the kids. Okay. Now that sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll see you when I see you. All right. And I'll so flick the, the mouth. I'll flick the second mouth just because I'm irritated with him. Just a little dink. Just for Ow. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe don't I speak up next time. Only the, talk what do you when call I tell that? you to talk. It didn't feel nice. Listen, talk when I tell you to talk, okay? Just keep it keep your keep the only thing you are, which is a mouth shut until I tell you to say things. Jeez, it's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sort of the hand the hand sort of um behind your head as you say that to him, the hand gives the mouth the middle finger. <laughs> 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 the baby arm <laughs> just rubs it in and gives the middle finger. Oh, that's good. We gotta haze him. He's new here. Gotta give him a uh, you know. Can't be easy coming in. You gotta you gotta earn your 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 keep. Yeah. And hearing this conversation, the long haired man at the the cooking station turns around and says, "Oh my God! It cannot be, friends! You are back." And, and you, you turn around, you see the long, wistful hair now, no longer short, of Charlemagne. Yeah. Everyone, it has been so long since I've seen you last. Oh, my God, Lestanley, look at you. 
You have a mustache now. No, I Wait, don't. Do you have what? No. Uh, but people see what they want to see in you. Well, yeah, to a degree. They you see look more, features that um, are attractive. You have a mustache, uh, uh, and you. I also see that you have become. You are using a a a, a gloss, a, a blush now, perhaps. Uh, you look very fair, very posh. The benefits of being the uh, leader of the elves. And you are leader of all these elves. Why did you say nothing when you came to eat with us? That well, is very, very um, humble of you. Is is relatively new. Huh? And Vorel, good to see you again. A pleasure. And Ope. Hello, Ope. <laughs> Ope. Ope will nod. Ope. Ope. And look who it is. It is Nash, the crazy bandage man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. I remember you just fine, I'll say. I feel like I have died and, and gone to Evan, but I know I am not in Evan. Um, no, but Sacrement, I am on Mars. How is this possible? Uh, it is it a is, very uh, good question. How did this happen? Well, I found the Liberators. They, say, they said, uh, come with us. Uh, we will keep you safe. And then they met some people in the uh, Nevet Spatial, and there I am in outer space. Oh, my, Cynthia could not believe it. She was mad at me. She said, does this your idea of keeping you and your nephew and niece safe? But as it turned out, it's quite peaceful on Mars. Anyway, friends, would you like some something to eat? Would oh, you it like sounds to... vaguely like Cookie Monster to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't either. I do have change. I do have change, Stanley. Don't laugh at my accent. (laughs) I was doing the Hillmaster, so I'm going to have a hard time doing French instead of Hillmaster because I just want to do Hillmaster for some reason. (laughs) It's been a while, these characters. But Voyandal, it's nice to see you again. Whatever happened happened at the Teat? Did you guys beat the Guzzle gang? We had to leave before it got too hot there. Yes, uh, we did. Look, a lot has happened. It's been a long time. So uh, there's considerable amounts to get caught up on. Certainly, and I know you are so busy, you are like the king of this place. Uh, Technically true. Yes, well, um, allow me to make you a fine meal before you have your busy day tomorrow. Uh, that'd be lovely. You name it, I make for you. What would you like to eat? Uh, You know, this is only my second time on Mars. Whatever you got that you think is good. All right, I'll uh, make you, um, oh, let me see here. Pate chinois, how about that? Sounds like a thing. All right. And um, for you, my, my big lizard friend, what can I make for you? you would, would you like some... Uh, s- uh, some um, um, I forget what you like. I'm sorry. It has been a busy... <laughs> it has been a crazy month. I have missed your coffee. Oh, I can make you some coffee. We brought fresh bean from Ert. We will get that for you. Ert? <laughs> yeah. Yes, from the planet Ert. <laughs> I don't think a French guy would say Ert. Ert. But, but I like it. Don't change it. It's awesome. 
Ert. Ert. Welcome to Ert. Well, it's not just French. It is a Quebec, Quebec, Quebecer accent. Mm. Maybe, maybe they say Ert. I think so. Uh. I spend much time with the Francophone in Quebec. It's the, they, they don't talk like uh, Patrick Beja from France. There, it's a bit different. Mm. And for you, Ope, what can I get for you? I'll have what Stanley's having. Oh, pâté chinois, very good. And for you, um, Nash, would you like a poutine? Uh, that was pretty good last time. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, and extra, I make it extra gravy. Squid. That's fine. Extra gravy. Yeah. I will make that for you. Okay. And then he rushes off to the kitchen. You hear the sounds of frying happening and plating. And uh, for the first time, you guys are alone together and not in a dream fugue. Well, I would sit down somewhere because I'm tired from dragon form. That always happens. I'm a little pooped. Where are we? In a in a restaurant or is it like outdoor seating? Or Yeah, you're just in like a field. There's a tree. Not a field, sorry. You're in the jungle, but it's like this clearing in, a, in the jungle that's cleared out with tables. And you sort of get the impression this might be a place where like a lot of people would come and get morning or dinner service or something like that, you know, from the militia. But it's been cleared out and made empty just for you guys. But there's no, you're not in a building. Um, I would say where the cooking's happening, there's a covering, like a tent covering, but it's all open air. Hmm. I'll, I'll kind of look at each one of them in turn. See how they've changed over the course of our adventures. Nash battling his own body for peace and quiet. <laughs> Stanley more beautiful than ever. <laughs> And hope uh, free of free of arm, though. I guess you did spend the majority of your time around us in your previous form, so you look like yourself, but more peaceful. And just kind of not at it all, friends. It's just good to be here with you. It is. We've been through some. Wild and crazy times together, especially as of late. It's nice to have a quiet moment. Hmm. And I'll kind of squeeze the dirt in my toes and really kind of work them in there and just revel in being on some land. I kind of feel like this whole journey has been relatively unpredictable, but... Uh, I think in some ways it feels like we are coming to a point where one way or another we are going to uh, succeed or fail together gloriously. And uh, I don't know what comes next, but I'm happy I'm here to see it. Yeah, me too. I agree. It'll be a pleasure to join you all in the epic battle that is to come. Plus, they're bringing us food tonight. This will be great. The what? Food. We're getting food. The pus? Well, no. Oh, what did you order? I don't know what you ordered. Oh, what did you say first? What's the first word? Food. No, the word before that. We're, get <laughs> we're getting some, some food. Oh. <laughs> that just seems like such a normal statement from you. <laughs> I figured there was more meaning. I'm just excited. 
Normally, there's not food waiting for us when we're done with some big battle or whatever, even though it was just sort of me and the hamster. But if you count all that other stuff we just got done with, plus that dream, you know, it's nice. Nice to feel yeah. home again. Speaking of the dream, the last thing I remember... Oh, you said I... I well, what was the last thing we remembered before the, the fluffing? We were battling sandwiches. <clears throat> yeah, you were battling the sandwiches, but Nash exploded into a pile of flames after the, you know, trying to break out of the dream by hitting him. Oh no, no, I mean, uh, what, 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 what was the moment before we found ourselves in the dream? The moment before, oh, it was um, you had departed on the ship. You were with Yunyan on the top of the ship, and I had mentioned to you that she had. Just there wasn't really an, an explicit invitation, but just an implicit invitation to go to her room. But you guys, you, you, she just offered to you guys lay down together. I, I don't know if you processed exactly what that meant, meant or not, but you participated. Mm. So you, it's open to your interpretation, Stanley. Mm-hmm. Your protector, your guard. Yeah. She is odd. Uh, you know, I think everybody's odd in one way or another. Why do you, why do you say that? I fear in her old age she has become confused. In what way? I work to protect her from your, uh, scandalous ways. Mm-hmm. And it seems she has imposed upon me feelings. Yes. She takes great comfort in the holding of hands. Yes. Is long and sweaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she wished to a bed with me. Oh, really? What yes. happened? The bed was warm and confusing with many fabrics. Yeah. Well, how did you feel, not about the pageantry, Varel, but, I mean, look, you like burying yourself in sand, sure, but didn't you enjoy the company? It was inconvenient. Mm-hmm. In particular, she requested a sort of arm hold, which would be better accessible by a one-armed man. Well, yeah. Varel, look. It's pretty clear that Union likes you. And, you know, if you don't feel the same way, then you can simply tell her. I'm sure she will understand, but... Sometimes... Okay, let me put it this way. We all signed a demon contract that thankfully we are all free and clear of, except for you. And you have followed us to the ends of the earth, literally, to other worlds, and possibly even laid down your own life standing in a beam of light with us, despite the fact that there was no real good reason for you to do so. Sometimes... You just want to be around people. Sometimes you just want to have a place. Sometimes you just want to be vulnerable instead of having to always be rigid and protective. 
that's what she's looking for. And don't you think it would be nice to have that with someone, whether it's her or not? It's an, an unglorious prospect. Alone in our most recent adventure, I have gained several titles, including Most Wanted of the Dread Pirates, The Victorious Dreamer, Entomber of the Maggot Lord, and Cannoneer of the Principal's Face. <laughs> yes, but think of the title you would gain if you became someone's most important person in the world. It's but one person. Yes, but it's a glorious title. I will think on this. Lizards don't couple for life, do they? Ah, you mean the creation of eggs. Or just staying <laughs> together with that person for the rest of your life. They grow old and out of season. Well, so do you, but <laughs> would you want them to leave you? <laughs> if I'm able to retain titles such as these, I shall attract a new mate at a time. Yeah, so you guys only... Do you even stick around to raise the brood? Or do you leave? Why would I? It emerges fully functional, unlike the human babe which suckles. You've seen my women. They have no teats of which to suckle. There's no need for attachment. There's training and there is um, feeding and regurgitation at times. Well, that's probably why you don't understand. I see. Sometimes you gotta look beyond what you need, Varel. Sometimes you gotta look at what you want. I know what I want. Alright, what do you want? I wish to stand victorious on the field of battle versus the principal. I wish to see him fall in the solar mines, screaming, clasping at the air, as he says, no, Varel, in that special voice he has, that great voice he has, it really inspires me to punch him, but in a great way. Okay. I wish to see him fall into the lava of the solar mines and curse my name, and everyone around shall hear it, that he cursed Varel last. And then I will go to his city, and I will climb on top of it, And there and, I don't know. Yes, and then what? That's that's the big question. What is it all for at the end of the day? Then there will be more adventure. Will there? I surely hope so. Now what happens when you uh, get too old? You can't adventure the way you used to. Then what? Oh, that's simple. I wander into the desert and die somewhere alone. <laughs> but is that what you want to do, Varel? What all the greats have done. Okay. Leave you don't their think there's behind. more that you could achieve in life? There's more? There could be. Your lineage, Varel. 
Oh, I'm familiar with this. When you have large dogs and small dogs, they don't always make medium dogs. Sometimes the dogs don't align. And I wouldn't align with Yun Young, so this is a waste of my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, then make sure she knows that. Okay. I will inform uh, her. As you're having this conversation, very quietly and very professionally, Charlemagne has placed plates in there, and nobody's even really noticed because you're so ensorcelled this conversation. But he then speaks up and he says, You know, um, I know uh, something of what they are talking about, uh, Forel. If you, if you would permit an old man his two cent. Um, I have known your kind to have lain with those of the fairer race. It is not uh, impossible, I would say. They make for fine, beautiful children of both strength and softness. Just something for you to con- just something for you to consider. For me, Charlemagne, I consider love a battlefield of a kind. And while it seems like you are very strong in fist, you are quite the coward when it comes to the the battle of love. I, I think I'd, I'd say he he just doesn't know. It just sounds like that his people don't really do that. Oh no! I've listened to this conversation while you were having it. Every time you ask him these questions about love, he talks. He avoids the answer, and instead talks about his conquest on the battlefield. That sounds to me like the words of a coward. He looks at you. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I I mean, now, (laughs) Varel is my friend, and just because he is too timid and afraid to open up to more than base basic needs. That's no reason to go and call him a coward. He's a very brave lizard. There's just some things that he's just incapable of. It's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. I am not saying he has not been accomplished. Uh, Certainly, I have lived through my fair share, and I'm proud to say I have taken care of my sister and her two children. But I am still afraid of Spider. Just because I do a good job of taking care of my family does not mean I am a coward when it comes to spider. And it would seem to me that this love is Pharrell's spider. I think we're saying the same thing. Pharrell just has a severe deficiency in one area. He's very strong in all the others and extremely weak in one area. But we all Mm. have that muscle we don't like working out. Anyway, it is not my place to upset you, but sometimes... To be a good friend, you have to challenge your friend and call them on their, on their, um, uh, bullshit. Bullshit. Anyway, I go, please enjoy your dinner. And I did not mean to upset so much. Bonsoir. Watch him walk away and... Fine, Stanley. Tell me the location of this muscle and I shall work it out. (laughs) Is it... (laughs) The, that's exactly the problem, Varela. It's not a it's not a physical muscle. It's an emotional one. It's opening yourself up to be vulnerable. You are a fierce and hardened fighter. You are all about strength and leave no area for weakness. But caring about another person 
is exposing weakness willingly because you have trust and faith and care that the other person will take care of that weakness and enhance it and enhance you in turn. Look at Nash. He's a moldy <laughs> foot of a human being. <laughs> and yet he is surrounded by people who adore him and call him Papa and the most adorable little children that turn into objects you would ever see. It's because he's worked out the muscle of the heart and his feelings and he came to terms with that and now he has a brood of his own to look after him and carry on his legacy one even carries his name yeah so when nash dies he doesn't die in a sense so that's why oh. you would have children to carry on your name your memory people celebrate you after you've passed well when nash dies he turns into a heart that has legs yeah, but eventually he's gonna really die for real, though. <laughs> I just pictured Nash stopping eating his poutine like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, I think I'd just keep going. Just keep eating. Listening to this. I see. And it doesn't have to be union, but, you know, the two of you do seem to get along in the right ways. Lineage, then. Hmm. I will think on this. As for a heart devoid of love, I have love for you all. You are my family. And thank you for joining me over this. What are we having? You just have a coffee. Ah. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are fond of the bean water. Oh, Very. before I forget, while we are being sentimental and kind to one another for a change, even Nash, uh, that reminds me. Hope, you have uh, given up quite a lot in the name of the team. And while this is far from the greatest artifact we have come across in our travels. Uh, I hate to see you running around with a wimpy dagger trying to do your best, so I thought maybe you might appreciate putting this to actual good use, and Stanley will unsheath diplomacy and lay it on the table. Oh. Oh, shit. Hope, uh, Hope will kind of look at diplomacy, shocked enough at Stanley, and then back at diplomacy... And she'll grab its hilt. And she'll nod and look it over and everything. Thank you, Stanley. Well, the truth is I'm not really good with weapons. When I grew up, I always heard the stories about somebody charging forward with a sword to slay monsters or whatever it might be and fancied it myself. But the truth is I'm just not particularly great at it, so... I will stick to what I know, and I know that I will do a lot better in combat with you fighting at top form beside me. You know, I think we might be able to do this. I mean, at the very least, we could have whoever we're dealing with have to talk to all 100 Nashes and 
let them in themselves because I know I certainly would. Well, should we tell them about the principal being Nash's dad? Would that add to the confusion in the, the battlefield? I don't know. What if some of them want to suddenly join the principal because they think he's their father? Oh, that's a good point. But also, we're still not 100% sure he is. He just says this in this dream. And then that fight, I don't know if he really is. I think he's after something and is making half this stuff up. And and Nash, why would it matter so much to you? Um, I mean, he's a, I think he's a bad guy. I don't want to be a bad guy's kid. So <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Like, and I don't want, if all of these Nashes are all his offspring, that extra sucks. I don't want to tell them that. And 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 I said Jason for some reason. Stanley's right. Why would I call him Jason? What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll say Stanley's right. If he, <clears throat> some of those will, you know, they could turn on us and go, "Whoa, I'm the son of the most powerful being in the in the known universe." I'll go on his side. That we can't have that. There's too many of them. I mean, the good news is you're in charge of them now, right? So you can at least make them work for you. Sort of. It's kind of down to the one, the holy one in the white robe that broke up the fight down there today he's sort of in charge wait a minute why is he in charge well we we had kind of a not vote sort of thing where (laughs) we were going to vote for who should be in charge but then it was suggested he was maybe the most suited for it and so we just all voted then to support you went along with it (laughs) nash this is your world no i know but it doesn't why did you recommend him what did he do i don't want to be i don't want to be in charge like i'll I'll take the lead in, you know, big decisions and then pass those to the guy but in white. But how? But- you nominated somebody else. Why did you pick him? Because he seems better at this. I don't, I'm not a leader. I'm not what someone. What did he do that made him so appealing? He broke up a fight between a giant hamster and a dragon. Well, I hate to tell you this, Nash, but we don't need somebody who's good at breaking up fights. We need someone who's good at winning fights. He's also in a yellow, he's in a white robe, and that makes him seem (laughs) fancy. Well, hold on. I didn't know he was in a white robe. This is an excellent point. We should color coordinate our Nashes. That's fine with me. I just, I don't want to be in charge of this. I don't want to be in charge of anything. That or we get a very large sheet, like a spider's nest. You've seen this. Yeah, you squash the spider's nest, and they all run in different directions. That is the Nash. We put them all in one big sack and drop it on top of the solar mine. (laughs) When they emerge in their many directions, they cause chaos. Yeah, that seems- I traditionally can- don't always love Varel's ideas, but this one I do. <laughs> this one you're like, I okay. Like it and we lot. could all dress them like this, Nash, so the principal wouldn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> which kid is mine? He'd say. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. look, you're all making fine points, but Varel, you'll want to present that to White White Robe Nash and see what he thinks, because those kinds of decisions are his. Now we have to deal with a second Nash for any idea that we have involving the Nashes. Do you see why we wanted you to be in charge of the but group? Well, we, we still don't we need still to ask second Nash. We are the ones in charge of this. Yeah, this we're place. we're exactly we're in charge as a group, and then they, led by White Robe Nash, who seems like he'd be agreeable to things, will then handle the rest. They'll make sure that our orders are carried out through the ninety nine Nashes. 
I bet if we stole his clothes at night and you put them on, he would believe him to be himself. And he would listen to you. Varel is two for two tonight. That is a fantastic idea. <laughs> well, time will tell, but I... I can literally color your robe right now. I'll press the digitate the robe white. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll look at it and say, well, this is nice and all, but I think probably that that white robe Nash is smarter than that. He's not going to think I'm himself. Or, wait, he's not going to think I am him. I think you'll fall for it. You've already (laughs) been. All right. Well, it's it's up to you. I can go and reassert myself, but it feels like we we have an ally in him. He seems like a he's on our side. Well, we'll figure that out in the morning. Are you at least going to be able to attend attend the war council? Of course. Or should we invite White Nash over here? <laughs> no, to- White Robe Nash is not. <clears throat> it's me the whole time. They're all playing games right now and keeping themselves occupied and not oh, wrecking good. the place. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for us to tell them what to do. So in essence, that means we're still in charge. And I mean we, not just me, all of us. To that note, and I'll turn to Hope, what is the nature of the hand that the principal took? Um, magical. It's evil. There's a voice, um, but it didn't want the principal to take it. So it seemed scared. It was never scared before. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, it's got some spells. Uh, there's a really bad one. Deals a lot, a lot of damage. Could probably kill a lot of people with one hit, but it needs sight to do so. If he can't see you, he can't use it. Um, There's the teleport I used. Uh, And that's all I can remember right now. It, uh, It also has a limited amount of magic each day. So it can't be used all the time. At least when it was on me. And you're well without it? Yeah, I I feel alive again. It is good to have you with us again in that capacity. Yeah, it's good to be back. Okay, I will take your plates, everyone. And uh, Charlemagne uh, moves around and picks up the plates. And there's a little rustling in the in the bushes. And um, Admiral Chrysorius walks through uh, the foliage. Sidele <clears throat> Prime, Heroes of the Wastes. If you would come with me, please. There's, um, I've already spoken to Angela Ashidash, don't worry. But um, we need to get you equipped with what you're going to need for the big day tomorrow. Word is it's going well already with Tungsten. They should have the Triangle Sphere prepared by tomorrow, and we can be off to war by tomorrow's eve. Tomorrow's war council will be important, but first, we need to equip all of you. If you'll come with me, please. All right. I'll follow. Go with them. Um, as we get up, Hope will turn to Nash. Like, Nash... Going back to the dad thing, regardless of if it's true or not, 
He doesn't have to be your dad just because he says so. You're the only However, one that can allow him to do that. And you don't have to if you don't want to. But if you believe this, everything you said about having children is false because they can believe they're not your dad eventually. And there's no victory in this. That's a very good point, Pearl. In the end, you need to decide if you're the one who wants to have eggs or not. But I don't think he's my dad. This is going to have to be proven before I believe any of this. I'm going to need to see some DNA. Yeah. But if you do believe it, why would that change anything, Nash? Because I think this is typical of our shared enemy where he is making things up to, to get an advantage. He wants to know where the machine is. He didn't. He doesn't care about all the familial stuff he said. I just don't think he is my dad. If he is, I have no problem, you know, kicking him in the nuts. It's fine. We'll fight him. We'll take him down. We'll do. I don't have any... There's no reason to not still do all we can do to take him down. So it doesn't matter, but I still don't think he is. I think he's full of it and has other motives. Hopeful nod with a smile. Okay, so after as this interaction plays out, as you walk towards this great tree at the center of the Mars terraforming platforming station, the great tree that's primarily responsible for the terraforming, the air conversion occurring within the planet. Um, as you walk towards it, there's an elf guarding the base where the roots meet ground, and that elf punches into a wooden panel, presses some buttons, or not even buttons, it's like a touch screen on the roots of the tree, and glyphs light up, and the tree opens up, and inside the tree there's an elevator, and you all step aboard the elevator, then go down, and there's kind of glass all around the elevator, so you can see the earth and the roots carry down, and you go, and then the glass doors open up. And then this great cylindrical room stands before you. And there's several elves in doctor's robes in an office, in a glass-like office up on the top side. In the center of this room, there's like a doctor's kind of bed with leaning like 45-degree angle. And it has straps and chains to hold the person in. And there's this large, from the ceiling, a large amount of metal instrumentation um, looking like eight to 12 different arms pointing down towards this bed. Uh, several doctors with clipboards also, uh, elven doctors with clipboards, come up beside the party as uh, Admiral Chrysorius turns to you and says, We've been hard at work on um, this old technology we salvaged from El Handar before its explosion while you were away. Before you is the augmentation cylinder. We've taken all of our knowledge of neuroscience and biology and applied this effort towards this machine. If you so choose, we can tailor your genetic structure in ways that would best suit you for this final war with the principal and his forces. What this would allow you to do is to rewrite the knowledge of your mind in some way. If there's some magical knowledge, some ability that you don't have, that you need to have, 
we can perform this surgery tonight. And the, the implication would be that you can swap out spells, you can swap out class features, or choices about your character, but not your race and class, necessarily. Or subclass. And as we approach the end of the show, I don't need a decision right in this moment. You have a week to think about what you might like to change. In addition, the process will also allow you to level up. Oh, very nice. So uh, assuming everyone wants to take the option, you will be able to level up. In addition to that, because you're going to make that choice, uh, uh, Admiral Chrysorius also brings you to Technology Bay and uh, provides you with a few uh, options. One is you can get any plus two magical item weapon of your choosing, as well as armor. As the la- but the catch is you got to look, it's El Hendari style armor. You're going to be dressed in black with gray stripes, so Varel in particular may not wish to wear much of that. However... Um, there are uh, enhanced magical weapons available of your choosing. Just consult the guide. Anything uh, plus one or plus two. But nothing like named or special, but just, you know, augmented weapons. In addition, I want everyone to add a um, rejuvenation uh, syringe, I guess you could call it, a booster to your kit. These are rare uh, boosts that they were only to, able to prepare four of, and it's basically long rest in a can. Oh, nice. You jab that thing into your leg and you get the benefits of a long rest. Is there? Is this the one, a named thing? One or caveat, it... The one caveat is there's a known side effect of life shortening that goes along with it, and you may live five years less having taken it. Oh, but oh boy. Who knows? That's their estimated uh, cost of it. However given that you may need a rejuvenation in the battlefield and there won't be a long rest to take possibly in a long drawn out war you have this as an option so is this a named thing or is it just we're no just write it down uh, rest in a can uh, long on use long rest takes five years off your life okay all right and I'll I'll make sure we were, remi- we're refreshed about these things when we start next week or I'll add them to your character sheet between weeks can one action five years off long rest each get one awesome um the other thing is so you can if assuming everyone takes it you don't have to decide this moment you will get an additional level up to i believe level 15 is what we're at now yep 15 you will get level 15 and you can swap out any features so if you mm. You want to have something different. Usually, there's a limitation. Like for spellcasters, you know, you can swap out one spell, for example, when you level up, and then you know, gain another spell. You swap out any spells, any knowledge at the cost. You know, surgery will be performed upon you. Um, yeah, but they can only be features that apply to your class. Like I can't take like a barbarian feature or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you can't change your subclass, your class, or your race. Okay. Nothing dramatic or major that's going to require a lot of surgery. This is technology. This is not... It's imbued with magic, but it's not like a magical spell that just... Like a wish spell that changes everything. Okay. So there's a limit to what you can do. However, if there's a rework... Uh, in particular, the mages may benefit from the rework aspect of this. Um, you know, for... Now that you've faced the principal and have seen some of his abilities, you may want to re-strategize over the week uh, about what you're taking. 
including for your battle. So, okay. um, yeah. Ooh, quick question about fighting style for fighters. Is that too yep. far or no? Yep, that's great. Oh, fighting styles you can change. Yep. Awesome. Cool. You just can't change your subclass. So you're a champion or you're uh, a fighter. You still have to remain a champion fighter. Um, you must be at the point now where 18 gives you crits, I think. Like, you get crits on three different results. Coming dice, up eh? close, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Um, and uh, for Varel, I know, Varel, you don't have a ton of class features as a barbarian, but if there's anything that you want to swap out in terms of your auras and and, and stuff like that. Uh, Gameplay-wise, my only concern would be the Eye of Grosjil being somehow influenced by the principal because they're old buddies. So I will be debating whether or not I want the Eye of Grosjil removed before battle. Oh, yeah, Ooh. good point. Good point. Okay, cool. Well, there's there's still aspects of that story that aren't fully resolved. I may say table talk wise, it'd probably be better to keep it than to not keep it. I, I it's a cool little item. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend getting rid of it, but if you do feel strongly about that decision, I will support whatever your choices are, and that is indeed something you can you can have it removed. Okay. Uh, Nash, you can have your dragon heart removed, but there won't be a heart to replace it unless you request a transplant from someone else, I guess. Yeah, that would kill it me, right? doesn't need their heart. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, the, but you'd lose your ability to turn into a dragon and all your sorcerer powers. Yeah, screw that. I'm keeping that. Yeah. I can get rid of my heart. Yeah. Stanley can, can Stanley get rid of his mustache? Finally. <laughs> it's not there. It's gone. <laughs> I don't it know. I've been there in a long time. I even heard on today's episode when you were in kid form, uh, you had a mustache still. Well, yeah, when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> duh. Yeah, duh. That's when you have a mustache is when you're a baby. <laughs> all right. Well, that was great. And give yourselves all traditional inspiration. I think that last 30 minutes was pretty, was pretty great. Um, and everyone in, in each their own way. Uh, all of this tells me we're up against it next time. That's what all this tells me. We're leading towards it. You know, it's it's D days coming soon, basically, and uh, well, yeah. you know, and uh, we'll talk about it more next week. But think about how you want to spend your your last uh, day in a non war state in in living. Whether it's Nash, it's you with Angelashi and. Hope, I don't know, I th- maybe you could have spent some time with Badass T, but you left him to his <laughs> l- lycanthropy. I don't Badass know if there's... Badass had some loss in Hope's life. Uh, yep, then, then whatever it is, I don't know. I, it's Maybe it's uh, you want to... Whatever you want to do with your, quote, last night on Earth kind of thing. Um, you know, after surgery. Uh, same with you, Stanley and Perel. But we'll talk about it next week when we, when we deal with it. Uh, right now, we're going to end here in the... Uh, augmentation chamber as you pour over screens making your surgery surgery choices and collecting your plus two magical items nice i love and, it and uh we'll leave the episode there very nice well there you go everybody uh you'll have to tune in next week i'm going to be in las vegas for much of next week but when we come back normal show time everything should be good and uh we'll uh we'll see where we end up will i take my heart out probably not Will Stanley do anything? Maybe. Will uh, Varel wear clothes? We don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But I know you'll have to tune in to find out. So uh, do that. And in the meantime, you can support us at our website. Go to uh, therewillbedungeons.com. Sign up today and become a supporter of your favorite D&D show. Uh, That's right. Therewillbedungeons.com. 
Uh, you can find contact information there as well for emails and Twitter and all that other stuff. So please visit and enjoy. That is going to do it for us, for me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for Bo, and for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, I don't know why I played that.